Sabiri vede Destanoglu fuori dai pali e realizza un capolavoro che sblocca il punteggio 1-0 a pescato dalla sua fantasia Sabiri Hello and welcome back to another season of Serie A Spotlight. We're your hosts Matt and Jake and you can find us today in front of one of those illegal vans in Naples where they sell fake kits basically because <laughs> that's, that's what our setup looks like today. But firstly, their kits are entirely real as you know yes. because we spent a lot of money on Authentic. them. Um, but what Jake is referring to for those of you that normally just listen to our audio on Spotify, Apple Play, Google Podcasts or whatever We've decided to introduce a little bit of video just for our TikTok platform, our Instagram platform, a bit of YouTube here and there. Um, we get that you guys don't just want to watch us talk about football for two hours long. So we decided we'll just keep this for snippets this time. Exactly. Around. And this will help you apply a bit of context to what we look like, you know. Exactly. A, stop a bit thinking of a face we're, to the voices. Stop thinking we're Jamaican. We're exactly. Not, we're not that cool, guys. I'm clearly Libyan and he's clearly... <laughs> what would you be? Mexican, I guess. Colombian, you could be Colombian. Maybe Colombian. Maybe yeah. Colombian. Um, but yes, we'll have another season of Serie A coming up. Obviously, we all know what happened last season. We started the podcast. We started going through match day by match day, what was going on. We're still going to be doing that. So we're going to be going through match day one together, match day two together, match day three together, and talking about how the games went. But we've decided to remove the prediction series. And instead, I don't know if you want to introduce this. Serie A slips. Serie A spotlight slips. Serie A yeah. spotlight slips. We're going to be working together instead of against each other every week and we're going to be coming up with the best slips to, to bet on for the weekend. Um, of course, we do not encourage betting. We do not promote betting or gambling of any forms, but we will do it just for entertainment purposes. Exactly. Bear in mind that Gambling is gambling. There's no right formula. We're always gonna fuck up. We're always gonna lose money um, So yeah, we just want to show you guys what we think is a good idea of a slip and how we think the games are gonna Turn out and yeah, hopefully this time I won't lie to Jake and tell him that I'm gonna get to my kid Yeah, if, if he, he was meant it. to get me three from last season's fucking I got bets that we did and he got me none. So well, you got me this one, the, the Saponara one. Yeah, I got you the Saponara one. I pitched in for this one heavily. Yeah, with, the classic one, 1980s. Exactly, thank you for explaining it to the viewers. Yeah, I keep yeah, yeah. thinking, because we're on camera, yeah. I don't have to do of that. Of course, we're not uploading all the video. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It takes too long. Exactly. But yeah, fuck it. What we're going to do this time round, guys, for this episode, obviously this is a warm-up for the entire season that's to come, the entire 40 episodes uh, that are still to come out in season two. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the entire league table of last season, obviously removing the three relegated teams and introducing the three newly promoted teams. Jake's going to give us a bit of insight about the manager, if they kept the same manager, if they've replaced the manager, <coughs> is the new manager better, is he worse, so on and so forth. Twice I will be giving us a little bit of a transfer update, obviously still a couple of weeks left of the transfer window, but hopefully this will give you guys a good idea of what's going on. Yeah, so we can start from the top with Milan. Oui. Of course, so um, they're going to restart the season, of course, with Pioli at the helm, as we know, as always, um, he's, his contract expires in 2023. 
um, the theme of the transfer market currently can be made in Belgium, no, right now, mm. the arrivals Literally. of Origi and De Kettler. Um, they should be lining up with their usual 4-2-3-1 formation, can shift to a 4-3-3, and there will be moments in the season where you're watching Milan, you're going to be like, what formation is this? Where is everyone playing? Yeah. Why is Calabria in the middle? Why is, you know, Adley <laughs> left back? What's going on? Like, that's just the Pioli system, the 1v1. Um, it creates a lot of confusion. But the starting lineup should look like this. It's Manian, Calabria, Kalulu, Tomori, Hernandez, um, Benasser, Tonali, De Kettler, Adli, Leao, Origi. That's that's what I would like to see as mm. as a Milan fan and as a Serie A fan. I mean, Adli has shown so much during preseason. Obviously, preseason is preseason. Yeah. You can't judge a team of how they perform in preseason, but For you sure. can judge players. It's as simple as that. And Adli down the middle looks incredible. He looks amazing, man. I saw a shout saying... He's obviously. like Zidane with hair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a shout saying the Catalar in the attacking mid position, mm. because he's naturally an attacking midfielder. And then Salamakers and Messias fighting for their place on the right-hand side. But I would prefer seeing um, the Catalar down the right, maybe being a bit more of a central right-winger, kind of like Berardi, with his sweet <coughs> left foot and his... Size, the size of the mm-hmm. Catalar is incredible. He's like yeah, he's six, like 6'2". Two. Literally. Yeah. Um, Adli down the middle because he's so forward-minded. He always wants to play the ball forward. So he always knows what's going on behind him. And then Origi, I, I just I just want to see a bit of a change up there. I want to see a bit more pace. Um, I want to see a bit more, I don't know, a bit more explosiveness, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Milan do thrive with a target man. Of course, let's not get into the, the starting formation too much because yeah. we know as the season progresses, everyone will get their their turn and there will be moments where, you know, there won't be enough players in the yeah. squad. <laughs> it's as simple as that, no? It's like true. what happened last season against Hellas Verona for Milan where Castillejo and Kronich yeah. carry the uh-huh. team on their, uh-huh. on their shoulders. But anyway, um, what I do notice about Milan this time is that they have depth. Mm-hmm. A lot of depth. 100%. To the point that uh, a few injuries won't destroy them, you know. Yeah. Granted, they're going to be competing on all fronts, and I do feel like Milan, you know, being a pot one, are going to be looking to go even further in the Champions League. Agreed. They did very well last year. Don't let the fourth place finish distract you. Nah, Milan played very well uh, with a very thin squad. So mm-hmm. I think this year they'll take the Champions League a bit more seriously, and I think that, you know, um, I think Milan have improved. Yeah. Um, I think Milan improved as well. Um, Pioli did point out that when asked what else is left for Milan in the transfer market, he made a very vague claim. He said there's still a spot clearly available in midfield and there's a spot available in the defensive area as well. So in the midfield, we know that Milan have been linked with Renato Sanchez. Yes. Quite a bit. Leao and Manian are tired of commenting on his Instagram yeah. <laughs> at this point. They've been fucking... It's become their part-time bro. Job. It's <laughs> Literally, they, they must get commission of that. Yeah. Um, and centre-back, I mean, fuck knows. There was a Jeremy being linked, you know. There's obviously point. the whole Butman thing that went yeah. on as well. God knows what's going to happen over there. But like you mentioned, so there have been the signings of the Catalar and Origi. So the Catalar was signed for 32 million. Origi on the free. Um, there have also been Messias, Florenzi, Pobega and Adli that have either been redeemed or they returned uh, from loan. And then out of the club have left Romagnoli, Castillejo, Kessi, Caldara. Um, Caldara on a loan to Spezia along with Daniel Maldini. Yes, who scored, he well. scored in the Coppa Italia. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he scored the fourth goal for Spezia in the Coppa. Happy to see. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see, yeah, bro. Um, 
like right now, apparently Barcelona can't um, redeem or they have to, sorry, they have to make a sale in order to redeem Kessie and Christensen. I don't know exactly what it is, yeah. but they have until Saturday. Exactly. So, game. you know, Christensen and Kessie are a midfielder and a defender. Just bring them in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Kessie knows sorted. the system. Yeah. Christensen, um, Jamie always mentioned to me that he'll be good in Italy because he's good playing the ball out the back. Mm. And that's pretty much all he's good at. Because <laughs> obviously he's not, he's not very highly rated. Um, mm. So now there was this whole thing about Milan balancing the books. Yes. Um, Milan have spent 32 million in signing the Catalar. Um, and the income from all those signings, all those names that we mentioned, Romagnoli, Castillejo, Kessi, Caldara, Maldini, well, leave Caldara and Maldini out. That's just an income of 13.05 million. So you have mm. Romagnoli on a free, Castillejo on a free, Kessi on a free. I don't know where the 13.05 million come from, but Milan have only made 13.05 million. Okay, I, I don't like to get too much into finances. I know that... Uh, Do you want to know how much the, the value of the departures were though? The actual what value of them? 99.7 million. Yeah, that's all Castillo. <laughs> no, no, no. 5% of it is Castillo. 95% of it is his cock. <laughs> Great. Uh, so that's Milan. Um, we're going to say where we think they're going to finish. Or we're gonna exactly. Say okay. Exactly. So I think we both believe that Milan improved, removed yes. a lot of the fringe players, brought in finally those two positions that really needed to be cemented um, the right wing department, the striker department. The calm department, you could say, has been somewhat. It's fixed it's, as well. Yes. Lack of experience, but there is there is depth. There are options. So, for example, if Brahim flops again, it's not like ah fuck it. There's no one left. Yeah. You know now yeah. you can plug in Pobega. You can plug in Adli. You can try out yeah. the Kettler there and put Messias on the right, Salamakers on the right. There's exactly. options. There's room to play now for Milan. Exactly. Where do you think Milan end up? <clears throat> so, all right. Um. <laughs> Obviously, I'm so stressed about this because yes. I'm looking at my table and I disagree with every single little thing I've yes, put down. Yes, I, I have my table in front of me and honestly, the top three is the toughest one. Yeah. Um, look, so originally I was thinking Juve, right? And then I thought to myself, you know, I, I watched them a little bit in preseason. I watched a few highlights from last year, you know, and I remember that Allegri's at the helm. He can get them going you know, with a bit of momentum and they will get the results 1-0 here, 1-0 there, 2-1, you know, all, all these types of victories and they have many good players now, you know, with Di Maria, we'll, we'll get into that. I like where this is going, uh, huh? But I don't think that they have enough midfield depth to actually win the league, Juve, yet. I agree, I now, agree there. Then that leaves Milan and Inter or mm -hmm. Roma, who are the dark horses as well, but let's say Milan and Inter, let's keep it realistic. Um... I believe that Inter have a big sale to make and I have a feeling that sale might be Skriniar, okay. right? Uh. And if that does happen, I do believe that they will be significantly weaker mm. without Skriniar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and considering the, the manner with which Milan won the league last year, everything seemed to be against them. The calls, the injuries, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse for Milan. At the point, I was just like, this has to be some kind of social experiment to like see how long it'll take me till, till I like, you know, do something uh -huh. extremely regretful. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, Milan won the league, 
Granted, it was by two points, but they were extremely dominant. They looked fucking pissed every time they dropped points. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be unfair for me to come here and say, okay, Milan have improved, but they're not going to win the league. Mm. You know? So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it here, that Milan are going to go back to back. Twice in a row, yes, I'm not, I love it. I'm not, I'm not confident about I it. I love it. But it, it's just the prediction I have to make. I love it, man. I love mm. it. Well done, well done. I have Milan in second. Um, reason being, I don't believe Inter have a big sale to make. It's as, it's as simple as that. Okay. Um, but anyways, let me just stick to Milan second for now, so that when Inter and Juve come up, I will have something to say about yeah. them. Um, so yeah, I would say Milan in second. I feel like they have significantly improved. I think in certain areas of the season last year, we saw some serious weaknesses in Milan, particularly yes. when the injuries came about, but not even when there were injuries about. It's just the low block, man. The, uh, exactly. Penetrating exactly. the low block. Exactly. And I see other teams just with some of the additional firepower that they have, which we'll get into later. I think that'll take them all the way. I think it's okay. very much that. Milan are there, bro. Milan can fucking do it. How Milan many points do you think Milan won't win the do it? By? No, like maximum five. Okay, well. Maximum five. It's not two victories apart. Like Milan are not two victories apart from anyone at the moment. Okay. That's getting clipped if Milan come fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we move on to... Inter. Simone Inzaghi's Inter. Two trophies on the showcase for them. They have the Italian Super Cup and the Coppa Italia. Um, you know, they're going to stay together in Zaghi and Inter. He's bound with them till 2024. Um, President Zhang on, Instagram's, Instagram, on Instagram <laughs> said that um, Inzaghi is a gift. Sorry, it's a gift to be able to work with Inzaghi. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse the my youngest, voice, I'm a little bit sick. The youngest manager in the league, by, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, sorry, Zanetti is. Zanetti, Zanetti exactly. He's the second is. youngest. He's the second. Yeah. Yep. I forgot that Zanetti stayed in the yeah. league for a second. So the only differences that we can see, the main differences that we can see is that Perisic has fucked off to Tottenham, um, <laughs> leaving, of course, the left-hand side in Gossens is very capable hands. Um, they'll be lining up with their usual 3-5-2 formation. Handanovic between the sticks will have pressure from Onana. Um, Skriniar, Divri and Bastoni. Dumfries, Barella, Brozovic, Chalanoglu, Gossens, Lauta. Lukaku. Now, isn't that the team that won the league two years ago? Yeah. yeah minus Perisic. Minus, That's uh, it, yeah, literally. Uh, literally. It's exactly the same team. Um, and minus Chalanoglu, actually. Yeah, Chalanoglu. there you go. Yeah. There you go. And Donano. Yeah. But what do you think, bro, about this team? I mean, I mean, you, you look at last season's Inter. Great team. Towards the end of the season, you could say they were directly, directly better than Milan. There was that fucking Coppa game, for example, that 3-0, yeah. where they just destroyed Milan. Beginning of the season, midway through, yes, Milan Milan were significantly better, and Milan got a lot of the dirty work done there, fucked off a little bit in the, in the third quarter of the season, and then the fourth quarter picked it up again. I think Inter were significantly better um, in that third quarter, and I think they were pretty consistent throughout the season. There was one spell just after Christmas, where they really fell off when they dropped points to Sassuolo. Yes, that, that was what lost them the league. Dropped points to Cagliari. That's, That's good. When Lautaro sucked. He exactly, score. when Lautaro sucked. Mignard. <laughs> um, but what Inter have done here, bro, is they've added Lukaku, who has yes. experience in the team, 
sure, we all know that Lukaku can fall off it like he did at Chelsea and like he did at United, so on and so forth. He but he hasn't at Inter. Yeah, he must be chomping at the bit to get he back must out there, man. Be, he must be. So there's Lukaku. There's Onana between the sticks. I believe that Onanovic will still start, make a couple of howlers. And yeah, Onana and then Onana will step in. I see that happening 100%. I see that happening so much. There's Henrik Mikitarian. in case you thought that Inter for a second were not versatile, yeah. which they obviously are. They've just gone off. Picture this, 65th minute, Shalanoglu is having a shit show. They bring on Mikatarian instead. That's Mkhitaryan, fucking firepower. Uh, you know, people think Mikatarian and they imagine like, you know, they don't take him seriously almost. But yeah. Mikatarian is a solid, solid player. The way he drives forward and, and that like final ball that he gives the penetrating yeah. ball. He's very good at that. But Roma, he was instrumental to their play. Oh, 100%. The way he would attack, no, especially no. on the counter, man. And he has flair to his game. No hate very to Henrik. No hate to Henrik whatsoever. He's a fantastic player, man. And when I saw the signings of Lukaku and Mkhitaryan, I'm like, all right, Inter, I'm thinking short term at this point. They got, um, they got Lukaku on for a season loan. Now apparently they have a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that they can have him yeah. in as well. Chelsea were like, keep him for another year, maybe he can pay us. <laughs> well, Inter are paying his wages, man. Yeah. Um, and then they've only gone and signed Aslani and Bellanova. Yes, because again, more obviously, more depth. And obviously, I mean, Aslani was instrumental for Empoli last year. Yes. Bellanova was incredible for Cagliari. These are both on loan. They paid seven million to get mm-hmm. them on loans, but they have um, uh, the option to buy for, for both of them. Now, those are moves for the future. Slan, yes. 20 years old. Bellanova, 22 years old. Onana, 26 years old. So, Inter, Inter have had a very, very good Mercato, man, in my opinion. And I think yes. they got stronger. And I think with the moves that happened around them, they're kind of flying under the radar right now, Inter. People don't really... Um, they're not really praising them that much. When in reality, this was a solid, solid market for them. So, mm. they got a Brozovic replacement, which they didn't have last year. Yeah. In Aslani, as you said, very capable. You know, they still have DiMarco. He can put in a shift on the left. He can pop, he can pop him in center back. But, bro, I still feel that they have a sale to make. It can't be. They were in financial ruins a couple of months ago. Everyone's saying, oh, they're fucked. They're fucked. They have to sell. They have to sell. Now they're just bringing in players without letting anyone go, apart from Paris. We've seen crazy. We have seen crazy. Yeah, Barcelona case, case in point. But, yeah. bro, I, I do think that one of Bastoni or Skriniar will go. Or Lautaro. That would change things, huh? It would. I, I think it would. That would change things. But, however, obviously, this is Simone and Zaghi's Inter. His first season in charge, I mean, we saw what he did, bro. Yeah. He was so close to winning the league. If it weren't for that godforsaken Bologna game in hand. Yeah. He would have Thank had the league. God. The next Thank kit I need is what's his name's bro? Radu's. I swear to God. I'll buy you a Thank you. I would love a Radukit. Radukit and a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> um, Inter have also redeemed Joaquin Correa mm. for 23.6 million. Give me a break. That's a, me a break. That's a decent deal, to be for honest. Correa? Yeah. I would take Correa for that amount, bro. He's 15 million at most, I would say, Correa. Mm, ah, no, I'm talking 20. shit. He's 23 years old. No, no, he's 27. He's 27. He's 27 years old. I can't um, read. <laughs> no, he's, he's 
a pretty good player. And in today's market, getting under than that isn't really 23.6 million what for the two random braces he scores. <laughs> exactly. A year? He scores three braces a year, that's it. Fuck that. That's it. Um, I mean, he had 22 goals and 92 appearances for Lazio. You know, for, he has Sevilla on his CV as well, Sampdoria. Um, he plays for the uh, Argentina national team. You know, uh, he's, he's a decent player, six foot two as well. You know, I don't like him. You don't like him? I, I'm not a big fan of Correa. I, I get that he's, he's technically gifted, he's quick, he has flair to him. His finishing isn't great, bro. His link up play isn't great. I it seems like he's a good energetic player. He's a good energetic player to mm. bring on. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I don't believe he's at 23.6. Especially when today's that, market that Inter are in financial ruins. They're going to sign Correa for 23.6 million. Not Correa, man. It's Inzaghi. It's the Inzaghi link. Inzaghi wanted yes, him, yeah. so Inzaghi got Yes, it. he clearly I understands. Maybe he appreciates his tactical understanding. I guess, man. If yeah. there's anything to appreciate. Inter. Um, Inter Where have... Oh, one second, because yeah. they've offloaded a bunch of... Okay, so there's a feast. Yes, um, we're in Malta. These are not bombs. These are fireworks. You're going to hear them. And yeah. I'm afraid there's absolutely nothing we could do about it. We would no. pause between every firework, but fuck that. <laughs> um, Inter, they've offloaded um, Ranocchia to Monza on a free. Vidal to Flamengo on a free. Perisic to Spurs on a free. Vecino to Lazio on a free. Van Huysden has been loaned out to AZ Alkmaar. Radu has been loaned out to Cremonese, so I'll buy you a, a Cremonese, Radu Thank kit. Thank you very much. Mar Martin Satariano, not the Maltese one, but the Uruguayan Italian one. Satriano, my bad. Has been loaned out to Empoli. I like this guy, young, 21-year-old. Um, Sensi has been loaned out to Monza. Sanchez has had his contract terminated. Caicedo's loan ended and Kolarov fucking retired. Yes, but Maldini doesn't have to sell players, man. My God. No, 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 no not at all. Inter out of <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 offloaded players have made 8.4 million. Yeah. And they've spent 38. Point six. They add another three million on top of that, and they can pay Lukaku's wages for one year. <laughs> <laughs> and if they add another ten million on top of that, they can feed him for a week. <laughs> Haven't they improved though? Yeah, and yes, no, they have. They have. Sure. I mean, you can't put Lukaku instead of Zeko on the starting eleven and say they haven't improved. They boom. They have improved. There we go. Got it. So where do you have them finishing? Bear in mind, man, this is the same team that has fucking Varela, Chalanoglu, Brozovic in the middle. That. I have them in second. They're man. fucking mayhem in there, man. I yeah. hate them so much. I have them in second. You? You have them in second, I have them in first. First? Okay. I think it's very possible. Away. I think they go. I think, I think they're favourites, bro. Um, no, for the they best, probably they're, are, they're favorites. They probably are. I, I have them there. When, when you think of the fact that this is going to be... Uh, Inzaghi's second season with them and he did what he did with the limited limited resources he didn't have limited resources but he has definitely has additional firepower now he has additional firepower now higher quality all round man I think he takes them over the line this season it'll be close between Milan and Inter but yeah we've got our top two established over. very possible yeah um, and they were inverted we disagree bro that's great hey, so, okay broad. up next Naipos Naples, uh, a fun one. 
So Napoli, Luciano Spalletti's men. Um, Can I just make a point and say the top seven teams have all kept the same manager for the first time, like ever. That's there great. Great That's continuity. Next you. year is going to be so juicy. Guys. First time, like ever. Next year, more like this weekend. Well, bro, I'm so gassed, man. I'm so gassed. So Spalletti's ah. contract is up until 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, he's <laughs> He has said already, like, we're thinking of next year when it comes to the transfers that he's made. He's kind of implying that this is kind of... Uh, What's the word? Um, it's like a, a gap year. Yeah, a gap year. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, there, there's a term for it, a something period. Uh, it's a gap year. Fuck yeah, it's a gap. They're, they're taking a Magaluf. gap year. They're, they're going to have fun. They're going to go play in the Conference League. You, you know who time. made that excuse? Um, Ferrari. Don't care, like. Ferrari. Straight up, not even listening. Last season, they were like, it this season we're not going to spend a cent on the car unless there are damages to it and we're going to invest all of it in next year and invest they did they have one of the best cars on the grid oh yeah go on. nice it's the same with lebron james you know napoli will continue with top four specialist luciano spalletti with their usual 4-3-3 formation very dynamic very um versatile over there um matt yeah, I mean, when it comes to their transfers in the beginning, I was like, okay, doesn't seem like they're doing much, but I'm a little bit more hopeful for Napoli now. Let's take a look at what they've lost yes. before looking at what they've gained. So they've lost Kalidou Koulibaly for 35 million. They've lost Dries Mertens out for a free to Galatasaray. Obviously he is um, the second most highly rated historic figure in Napoli's football history. He's their all-time leading, leading goal scorer. scorer. Yeah. They still obviously prefer Maradona, yeah. but, but Mertens is, is up there. They lost David Ospina on a free to Al Nasser. Um, they lost Insigne, obviously, their captain on a free to Toronto. Um, Malqui was released, Gulam was re- released, and Tutino was sold to Genoa for 5.5 million. So, I mean, you lose Koulibaly, you lose Mertens, you lose Ospina, you lose Insignia. You're like, how are we going to recover from this? They've signed um, Gvara, yes. Vicha Gvaracelia, the Georgian left winger from Dynamo Batumi. He actually looks solid. Yes, he looks no, pretty no, he looks, fucking good, man. He looks very, very good, man. Um, are you he, hearing this uh, shit? Uh, hopefully they're not. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, Gvaracelia looks like the type of guy who's really good in one-on-one situations, very creative with his dribbling, you know, can get himself out of there, has an eye for goal as well. Mm. He's a very good player. Um, will he be enough? Is, is he an upgrade to Lorenzo Insigne or Dries Martins? No, but he is a long-term, long-term, long-term yes. solution. He's 21 years old, okay? He doesn't have much experience when it comes to the big stage. The man doesn't look like he's shy of confidence whatsoever, however. <coughs> Pardon me. But yeah, obviously Insignia is irreplaceable no matter who they sign on the left. Because you can't find a left winger to orchestrate your entire game plan. Yeah. Because that's what that's what Insignia used to do. But a good replacement in Gvara, I have high hopes for him. Um another guy that they signed, which is two guys who are pretty much gonna be fighting for their spot to um uh, replace 
Koulibaly, or they could play alongside each other. There's Leo Ostegaard, mm-hmm. and they signed him directly from Brighton. I know he was at, um, who, who was he at last Genoa. season? He was at Genoa last season. Um, young centre-back, 22 years old, signed him for 5 million. Not a bad player. He's a little bit rough at times, um, a little bit clumsy. It seems a like... A bit aggressive at times. Yeah, he's not mature yet. Mm-hmm. He seems to get red cards pretty stupidly at times, but he's a very good defender. He's a, he's a, sol- he's a tough motherfucker, man. A tough Norwegian mm-hmm. motherfucker. And alongside him, they've signed Min Jae Kim, or Kim Min Jae. Um, he is a South Korean centre-back from Fenerbahce. They signed him for 18.05 million. Yes, he's quite Para for 15. Quite highly rated, Kim Minjie, and he's 25 years old as well, which kind of explains the the price tag a little bit. Um, I'm just looking through my notes, bro. So Ospina has left. Meret is probably off to Spezia. He won't go to Spezia though, because Spezia now he was an option for them. Uh-huh. They've signed Dragovski. Oh yeah, which will which will get into. Um, so, so Meret is they probably... They need someone. Yes. They shouldn't start Meret. I don't think they should start Meret. They should either. not start Meret. Um, but we'll get to that very, very, very soon. There's just one more signing that they've made, which is an upgrade from Mario Rui. Um, this is Matias Oliveira. He is yeah. a Uruguayan left-back. They signed him from Hetafe for 15 million, just 24 years old. An upgrade that I've been looking for... You know, for ages over Mario Rui. Now Mario Rui has stepped up last season, but obviously he's still the guy um, to step aside should Napoli want to improve a certain position in particular. So Matias Oliveira is also a good signing. They've spent Napoli a total of 59.05 million on Ostegaard, Gvaracelia, Oliveira and Kim. Um, and aside from that, obviously they have also redeemed Zambo Anguissa for 15 million from Fulham because he was on a season-long loan. And um, 26 million they spent on him. Yeah. Now so, the goalkeeper situation. Yes. Right. Um, they have Meret. Is Meret a potential starter for them? Possibly. I mean, they they have considered starting him before, but that was a few mistakes ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they were starting with a goalkeeper that just left on a free to Al Nasser. So what yeah. does that say about, about Meret? Really? I mean, Ospina is a massive personality. He's a very good goalkeeper, very highly rated yeah, as well season. in Colombia. He had a very good season last year as well. Um, Arsenal fans would tell you otherwise because of his bad stint. We did it otherwise about Chesney as well, you know. But in reality, yeah. these guys have grown since those days. They've mm-hmm. moved on, they've changed. I do have one criticism about Ospina over the course of his entire year. Great shot stopper, keeps the ball in play way too much. After he makes a save, doesn't yeah. seem like he parries it to safety and take off the sword. The ball seems to bounce in front of him and people tend to get the rebound on him or he'd need a Kalidou Koulibaly to, to remove the scraps. So there's definitely room to improve in the goalkeeping department. I don't think Meret would quite cut it for them. Who do you think could be a direct replacement for Ospina? It's um, an interesting one, man. I would have said Cranio, but... Cranio would have been a no-brainer. For some reason, Monza managed to get their hands on him. Um, you know, Romero wasn't half bad for Venezia. Mm-hmm. Would have been decent. Mm-hmm. Or they can just give Meret a fucking chance, man. You know, he's a young goalkeeper. Just play him and see what happens. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, your team is... It's already weakened, in my opinion. 
This yeah. team is weaker than last seasons, by the way. Let's let's get to that. Um, I, I was about to say it's. I, I think it's a more difficult question than than you're making it out to seem right now. Yes, I do think they downgraded now, but I think the signings they made showed a lot of maturity. Signings for the future. You know what I mean. Sure. Um, now it depends. It really depends on what happens with Fabian Ruiz because he seems like he's one foot out the door already. So he's been one foot out the door for eight. You lose your best defender. You lose your best goalkeeper. You lose your best midfielder. You lose your captain. I think that's yeah, quite no, clearly uh-huh. downgrading. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that they've granted, okay, maybe they show maturity because they invested in the future. But these guys are at serious risk of missing out on top four now yeah, after, no. after competing for the title last yeah. season. I agree with you 100%. Let's talk about the future again because they lost at the end of the day two 29-year-olds, I believe, in, no, sorry, Insignia, 31, Dries Mertens, 35, Koulibaly, 31, Ospina, 33. You know what I mean? So I do they're see where their they're... prime. <laughs> <laughs> I do see where they're coming from with, with these signings. They are considering the future. Um, but yeah, for this season, significantly downgraded, no? Yes, yes. Where do you have them? Wait, sorry, the projected oh, lineup. Oh, yes, of course. So for now, it's Meret in goal, uh, Di Lorenzo Rahmani, Kim Minje or Ostegard, Oliveira. And then in midfield, you have Anguissa and Lobotka. And for now, Fabian Ruiz, Lozano, Ozimen, and Kvaracelia. Not a bad team. Not a bad team. Not a bad team, a bad team in theory. Now, Spalletti, the top four specialist. Now, that's the thing. I felt really weird putting them where I put them because it's Luciano Spalletti. Yeah. And I, I believe that Luciano Spalletti always finishes top four. That, that's in, it's as simple as that. You have them in fifth as well. I have them well. in fifth. I have them in fifth as well. Just missing out. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think it will be close, huh? Yeah. I think it will be close. I think throughout the season, there will be a point where we think that Napoli will get top four. But I think they'll miss out. We know how Napoli struggle with getting over the line when they need to get over the line. Yeah. And I think in this case, it won't be the league title, it'll be the fourth spot. And I think that's where they'll slightly miss out, man. I see it being a point or two like between them. I don't know about you. Maybe I think they're going to be leaky, man. I don't know if they'll miss out. I think they might fall back and they'll have a few devastating results. Mm. Um, I, I just look at their defence and I see, okay, granted, they're good individually, but these guys have to jelly. Nah, you know, K- Kim Kim Minjay is new to the league. Ostegard's used to playing with Genoa, just constantly defending, like, yeah. like never being on the on the front foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Meret's going to be leading the goal. He's going to be controlling the defense. Quite young to do that. No, yeah. Ospina was very good at doing mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, you have another guy, uh, Oliveira, who's just come into the league as well. Lots of new faces there. They're going to be leaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, literally, only Ostegard has Serie experience out of those, and it was. Not even a full season with Genoa, so so uh, not sustainable for the season, but sustainable in the future. And it's funny because you look at the owners of Napoli, you look at uh, De Laurentiis, and his ambition really doesn't match Spalletti's, man. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't, because I think he will keep feeding Spalletti scraps, and Spalletti will turn those scraps into a meal. Wow, very poetic. Oh, that was beautiful. Yes. But uh-huh, that's Napoli for you. Fifth place, we'll lock it in. And shake. There you go. Perfect. On to the next, huh? Juventus. For the Juventus! 
<laughs> can't believe you spent so long there. I kept saying Juve. What a dodo. I am fed up of this noise. And this, this noise is actually pissing me off so much, man. No. Juventus, Maximiliano Allegri's men. They play a 4-3-3, of course, and they'll continue with that. Of course, you can see Allegri changing it up, even shifting to a three at the back at some points in the season. Um, he's contract-bound until 2025, so he's not going anywhere. And he said, the team needs to be fixed. The club knows it. We talked, and there is unity of purpose. So they're working together, hand-in-hand, hand, Allegri and the management, trying to fix this flaming trash can that is Juventus mm. at the moment. Now, to be honest, they have done decently. Matt, do you want to introduce quickly? I'm sure everyone knows what they've done, but just in case. Yeah, so they've re-signed Paul Pogba from United once again on a free, making a serious markup on him, man. Um, they also signed Angel Di Maria, the 34-year-old Argentine right-winger, all-time leading assister for PSG, one of the greatest Argentine players in history. It's as simple as that. They've signed Bremer, the MVP defender of last season, 25-year-old Brazilian centre-back, moved directly from their club rivals in Torino, and they signed him for 41 million. They got Pogba on a free and they got Di Maria on a free. They've also signed Andrea Cambiasso um, from Genoa for 8.5 million, the 22-year-old left back, but he's been instantly loaned out to Bologna. Yeah, a nice move for him. Yeah, Juve have spent a total of 89.5 million on these players. However, they've also offloaded the Ligt to Bayern Munich for 67 million. I don't care because they've upgraded in Bremer, in my opinion. I don't think the Ligt is a massive loss in that case. And Obviously, this is coming from someone who didn't really rate Delict throughout his, his time at Juve. Um, so, 67 million to Bayern Munich, some serious, serious revenue over there. Merih Demiral has been redeemed by Atalanta for 20 million. Um, Mandragora has gone to Fiorentina for 8.2 million. Ramsey, Dybala and Berna have all left on a free. Ramsey to Nice, Dybala to Roma and Bernardeschi to Toronto. One, two, three. <laughs> all for one. <laughs> all for one. <laughs> well, he counts. Yeah, he carries S's and then he goes, Swan, Sue, three. <laughs> it's, it's so weird all when he says one. numbers. <laughs> Morata's loan ended at Juve, so he's gone back to Atletico. Oh, no. no, no. Oh, he no. scored a hat-trick against them in preseason. What? Yeah, Morata scored a hat-trick against Juve for Atletico in pre-season. That must they be lost four nil. very good for his mental health. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'll take it. Obviously, Giorgio Chiellini has also left on a free to Los Angeles Football Club. Where and he's I, shooting from out of the box. He's shooting outside the box. He's handling the, the ball, ball when he's <laughs> the last man and getting a yellow card because he's fucking Chiellini. Yeah. So, aha. Juve, despite signing Bremer, Pogba, Di Maria and Cambiasso, have actually profited from this market. They've spent 89.5 million and they've made 98.64, most of that, like a third, sorry, two thirds of that, coming from selling Delict. I think they've been making good moves. Um, they're trying to fix a team that was looking extremely concerning. They're, they're getting some guys off the books like Ramsey. They're, apparently, Rabiot might go to United now. Um, so good moves. Such a dumb good moves from United. Yeah, from United, yes. But United, we can just let them burn their own stadium. That's no true. problem. So 
the way they're going to be lining up next season is Chesney in goal, Danilo Bonucci, Bremer and Kostic at the back, um, Pogba, Locatelli and McKenny in the middle, Di Maria and Chiesa flanking Vlaovic in the middle. Now, paper, that's a really good team. Pogba's already injured, though, so they're going to go into the season, you know, with Rabiot, Locatelli, McKenny starting. Mm-hmm. So, so once again, it's the same midfield yeah. that kind of flopped so aggressively last year. Yeah. The Juve's best signing is by far Bremer. By a landslide, he's their best signing. 100%. I, I would say it's Di Maria, man. So you have, bro, no way, no way. Di Maria is nine years older than Bremer. Di Maria will get injured at, at, at some point. He'll be out for a while. He's 34 years old, man, now. He's going to be 35. But he almost. In, the next season. in my He's opinion, not the same guy. He's not the he, same guy. He's not the same guy, bro. But whenever I put on a final and he's playing, he's fucking chipping the keeper from outside the area. Like, uh-huh. you know he's, what I mean? He's good, but he's, he's not the same guy. He's I, not the same guy, granted. But you know what I mean? I, I think that this guy, bro, in Italy, he's going to confirm top four for Juventus. He's going to be top the catalyst. Top four would be confirmed without him, in my opinion. That, I'm not, I'm not too sure. They, they, I'm not too sure about that without him. I think they lack creativity without I think, him. I think... Bremer is is a staple signing for Juve, 25-year-old fucking MVP last season. Signed from a direct rival. Signed from a direct rival. He's, he's, you know how good Bremer is. Yes, yes. You know how good Bremer is. I think when Pogba is fucking dancing and being a, a, a little precious queen and Di Maria's out tearing his cruciate ligament on the right wing at 35 years old, Bremer will be there at the heart of the defense, leading everything, man. That's my know. take on it. Perhaps you could also say, well, Bremer's struggling to adapt to a four in the back formation. Di Maria will just be doing Di Maria things out wide. It's very possible. I think that Bremer is more likely to flop than Di Maria. Really? Yeah. I don't think. No, I, I don't think Di Maria will flop. I think when Di Maria's on the pitch, he'll be fantastic. Just how often will he be on the pitch? Is the question. <laughs> Yeah, how many games did he play last season? That's a that, that's, that's an interesting one. Check it out. Check it out. You want to explain to the listeners what the feast is, what the celebration is, bro? So there's Santa Maria. It lines up perfectly with Ferragosto in Italy. If you have any Italian listeners for some reason listening to a Serie uh, podcast in English, it's the same as your Ferragosto, pretty much. We celebrate the Virgin Mary. Over the course of two weeks are really annoying loud fireworks and they are shot up just from in front of where me and Jake live. So that is nice and dandy, especially when we have a podcast that we enjoy. Exactly. And when we're pressed for time because we are working men. But anyway, um, last year he had 19 appearances for for PSG probably not injured for all of them it's just a very saturated PSG team and in these 19 appearances he had 5 goals and 7 assists right Mm -hmm. the year before he had 23 appearances 4 goals 9 assists you see how the number keeps getting lower though of appearances I think Juve with Champions League oh that's a good point Juve with Champions League has struggled to get a lot of game time like fitness wise maybe he might struggle We'll see. Well, where do you have Juve ending up, man, despite all this? Because it sounds like a lot of negative talk, but Juve have simply had a super mercato. You bring in Bremer, Pogba, Di Maria. There's talks about Milinkovic-Savic. Like, there are always me... talks about Milinkovic-Savic. Uh-huh, with everyone. With everyone. <laughs> I saw a tweet recently from, uh, from uh, an English media house 
they were like Sergei Milinkovic Savic, the man that has been linked to everyone, yet no one's seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're missing out, bros. Hey. Um, I have Juve finishing in fourth. Fourth? Fourth. I have them in third. I have them in third. I think that, like, I'm still concerned about their midfield despite them signing Paul Pogba, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but their front three is mayhem. It is. It their is. front three is crazy. And then when you take into consideration their form from January onwards last season under Allegri, like, okay, super boring to watch. Very, very fucking boring yes. to watch. The fact is they kept on winning game after game after game until that Coppa loss against Inter. Or the league loss against Inter. The Remember league loss against Inter. Uh-huh. There was that controversial retake of the penalty. Of but if they carry the form they had towards the end of last season and these signings fucking perform, I think, to be honest, when I was initially making this, I was considering putting them as league winners. Juve? I, I was considering... I, I mean, man. the last episode, if anyone tuned in, I said that they'd win the league. I was They're very high on that. That was before they signed Bremer and I actually mentioned the idea of them signing literally, Bremer on the podcast. Literally. That was quite funny. Because Minto was like, who are they going to buy? Who are they going to buy? In defense. I was like, well, you don't <laughs> fucking Bremer, man. <laughs> and they actually did. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Yeah. But I think, I think they'll, they'll have enough to, to get to third place. Bro, you mentioned Kostic. Yes. Back. Has he returned from loan or something? No, I, no, I he's have... new. He's new. They've signed Kostic. I must have missed that. Kostic was a new signing for Juventus. He joined from Frankfurt, yes, the Europa League winners. I knew it. Okay, you know how much you signed for? Because I I literally missed it. Um, Because they must have spent more than 89.5 million. 16 million. 16 million, okay, there you go. With add-ons, apparently. Yeah, they still profited, (coughs) but 16 million... Or Kostic at left back. I've, I've seen Kostic play before. Uh, I've seen him play, but as a winger, man, never as a left same, back. Same, You know, that's bro. why I was so weird. I'm like, they're signing Kostic as left back. Same, boy. same. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, one for Fantacaccio. Literally, at least, you know, they like a good versatile wing back. The Quadrados, the Alexandros, yeah. you know. True. The Danilos as well. The Danilo there. Shall we move on? It's Lazio next. Lazio. Someone So of course this is Maurizio Sarri's Lazio He is contract bound with them to, till 2025 If he makes it that long <laughs> I was gonna make the same <laughs> joke It's crazy Yeah um, Now there's a, there are many question marks around, around this team of course Because they're not sure if Luis Alberto's staying They're not sure if Milenkovic-Sav is staying They're not sure if Acherby's staying They don't know anything basically <laughs> Um, sorry, please. Yeah, no, usually, thing. what's that? Let's move on, man. All right. So, <laughs> so sorry. Always plays his four-three-three. Even if he doesn't have the players for it, he keeps playing that. That's all he knows. That's what he insists on playing. Um, Matt, do you want to run us through the transfer campaign very quickly? Yes, not a whole lot of names that I'm familiar with. So I'm familiar with Shasale, who they signed for seven million from Hellas Verona. Romagnoli, who they got. For, on a free from Milan and apparently he's always wanted to play for Lazio I knew he was a Lazio fan but I think after lifting the league with Milan he showed a bit of disrespect saying 
Before I thought I wanted to play in Serie A, but now I know I wanted to play for Lach. I never wanted to play for Milan. Yes. Never yeah. wanted to fill in Nesta's boot. I mean, I think he's just he, he's made his dream move come through and he's getting a bit ahead of himself. We can see clearly that Romagnoli isn't the epitome of intelligence as a person. <laughs> you know, you can see it by looking at his fucking soulless, expressionless so, face. Like, you know what I mean? What a yeah. normal hairline. It's just the most normal hair in the world. Yeah, just um, generic human hair. Literally. They've signed Mario Gila from yes. Real Madrid Castilla. A Spanish centre back, 6 million. They signed him for just 21 years old. Um, Vecino on a free from Inter, the 30 year old uh, centre midfielder. I thought he was much younger than that. Um, they got Cancellari from Verona on a one-year loan, the 20-year-old right-winger. Then these are the guys I have no idea about. So, Marcos Antonio, who is a Brazilian 22-year-old central midfielder who they signed from Shakhtar for 7.5 million. Mm -hmm. And Luis Maximiliano, who is a goalkeeper, a 23-year-old goalkeeper who they signed from Granada for 12 million. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that that's a direct replacement for Thomas Trakosha, who they lost on a free to Brentford, the 27-year-old Albanian goalkeeper. They lost Luis Felipe on a free. Can we talk about how fucking crazy that is? That's a shambolic that they let that happen. But at the end of the day, that's a trend in football nowadays. Can't really blame them. Luis Felipe, I can't believe we're losing him to La Liga. I, I enjoyed watching him so much last season. And they finally got rid of Lucas Leiva, 35-year-old Brazilian, has returned to his native country playing for Grêmio. They lost fucking, God knows how to pronounce his first name, Moriki, yeah. um, 28-year-old striker. Sherda. Bro, fucking... Sherda, Mugir. Vetkt here. Vetkt. I don't know. Yeah, just Moriki. Moriki. What was that again? The, the, that, that, that... Um, uh, the Vinky? The Vinky? The Vinky? Mariki? They made 7.7 .7 million for this fucking noggin. Well, they bought him for 20. What? Yes, man. They signed Mariki for 20 yes. million. That's mayhem that they lost 13 million for him. And they sold Pepperina on a free to Villarreal. Pepperina's 39, by the way. Yeah. So last year I've spent 37.7 million and they've made 35.8 million. Not too bad. They will be lining up with Maximini Maximiano sorry, in goal. Um, they've also brought in Provedel. Have they brought in yeah. Provedel last year? So Must have missed that. Maximiano and Provedel will God, be... God, I called Maximiano Maximiliano. <laughs> Lazzari, Casale, Romagnoli and Marisic at the back um, Of course Pretty gross huh? Vecino, Marcos Antonio, Milinkovic Savic, Felipe Anderson, Immobile and Zaccani So again a team that can cause problems and demolish the teams below them Can they keep up with the teams above them? We will see um, My instinct is no they, I, I, I don't think they'll make more than a point against teams in the top seven, even in the top eight, man. I don't think... You think they'll get one draw all season? Not one draw. The best they can do against any oh. of the teams would be a draw. I don't think they can beat any of them. It did need to be a really weird drama derby, like, yeah. for them for them to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I would say that they they might surprise us because at the end of the day, Surrey's system does take time and time is something that he's being given. And it doesn't you know, seem he's, like he's 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 being given 
the players that he would want, though. You know what I mean? Players that fit his system. I don't know. Maybe these are all like players that he's requesting. Which are very important And Romagnoli can play the ball pretty well, to be honest. And Romagnoli has said already that he prefers um, Sarri's style because it's... Um, it's not man-to-man, but it's a collective unit, a tactical, a collective tactic. You know, they don't play man-to-man, one versus one. Which, of course, he's going to say that because Lukaku absolutely fucking literally, destroyed them when they were one-on-one. <laughs> no, man, I, I, I don't know about Lazio. Do you think they've improved? Do you think they've gotten worse? So, looking at the team... Um... If it stays like this, I'd go as far as saying that they've improved. I think it's a very similar situation to Napoli, where I think they have more depth in their team now. Lazio have certainly struggled for depth in the past seasons. But they haven't lost key pieces yet. Napoli have lost key pieces. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they've, they've clearly increased the depth mm-hmm. in their team. Um, ah, because you're saying because I compared yes. them to Napoli. I just, I just got you. No, but they have, bro. Luis Felipe. Sure, they've lost, but they've brought in Milan's Strakosha. captain. Milan's captain. You're going to call him Milan's yeah, captain? He, he lifted the Scudetto. Glorifying Romagnoli, yeah. calling him Milan's captain. No, no, he's not oh, yeah. a bad defender, bro. They, in, they improved simply simply because they have more options now. That, that's that's, that's what I'll say. They have more options, so they've improved. Will that improve their place in the league? Definitely not, because everyone around them has improved, has improved way more. So they stayed where they are, pretty much. And everyone's improved more than them. Where do you have them finishing? Sixth. You have them in sixth. I have Lazio. Relax, Matt. I have Lazio in eighth. Eighth. I have Lazio in eighth. That would be fucked, bro. This is Sarri we're talking about here. I know we're talking about Sarri, bro, but Sarri can lose a dressing room, and we've seen that before. So you have Atalanta and Fiorentina finishing in front of them, ahead of them, I assume? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not that wild. It's not, it's not. A statement to make, you know what I mean? It's not that crazy. It's such a Lazio thing to do, a finishing game. (laughs) You finish eight, you do the Lazio, like, no? (laughs) Um, I would say finishing eighth. Fair enough. Yes, it, it could be a Lazio <laughs> historically. Actually, are you pulling a Lazio when you finishing eighth? Okay. Shall we move on to Let's maybe on. the the wildest of the wilds? Roma. 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 Excuse me, because I spilled water on my laptop. Nice one. And it's refusing Donut. to respond. Okay, so we are talking about Jose Mourinho's Roma. Yep. Um, the man on the three-year plan is on his second year. Yes, sir. They're going to restart with last season's 3-4-2-1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they have many new options, as you know. Um, of course, Matthew will let you know them. Um, actually, you can go for it now, man, because I, I need to explain using the players. Sure. So, Dybala... <laughs> on a free from Juve we all know who the Bala is there's, there's no need to give you any introduction on the man um, Jorginho Vijnaldum from PSG on a loan a 31 year old central midfielder very good player Nemanja Matic a very Jose Mourinho player 33 years old central defensive midfielder signed from a free 
from Man United. It's the third time Mourinho has signed Matic, signed him with Chelsea from Benfica, United from Chelsea, and now Roma from United. And they've also signed Zeki Celic, 25-year-old right back, 7 million from Lille. Will he replace Karsdorp? Mm-hmm. Out, there's Paulo Lopez, who left for 12 million to Marseille. Listen to this, three players have moved to Marseille. Paulo Lopez for 12 million. Vere 2 for 11 million. Cheng is under for 8 million. All to Marseille. They have made 30, they've made around 21 million from Marseille. Just wow. from Marseille. And Crazy. the rest of them, Mikitarian on a free to Inter. Carlos Perez on a loan to Celta Vigo. Oliveira has returned to Porto due to the end of his loan. Niles, same, returned to Arsenal. Mayoral returned to Real Madrid. So they've only made money from Marseille, which is hilarious. That is funny. But aha. Uh-huh. Um, so yes, now we, we take a look at the 3-4-2-1. We look at um, Wijnaldum and Matic in the middle. That's a very good double pivot over there. Um, Dybala behind Abraham. If Zaniolo stays, he'll be playing out wide. Um, they'll basically be lining up with Rui Patricio on goal, Mancini, Mancini, sorry, Smalling and Dibanez, Karsdorp, Wijnaldum, Matic, Spinazzola, Dybala, Zaniolo, Abraham. And that team is a significantly improved team. I yeah. would go as far as saying that this is the most improved team in the league. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Most of uh-huh. well, putting aside Monza. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Monza are way better than you. <laughs> You're so right. But anyway, um, this is uh, Mourinho's second season. Yep. Mourinho's no, second season. Mourinho's Something is won. Mm-hmm. Be it the Coppa Italia, be it the Europa League, be it the league, as we already teased. Um, where do you have them finishing, bro? I have them finishing in fourth. I have them in just third. Just above Napoli. Fair enough. I have them in third, Fair just enough. above Juve. And I was considering, like, honestly, they have all the pieces to win the league, man. I don't think they're there yet, man. I, I, I think Serie A is so competitive, man. It really you sign, is. You sign Dybala and Wijnaldum, Matic and Celic. does not mean you're going to win the league. I know you might say, yeah, but they've got Tammy, they've got Pellegrini, they've got Zaniolo, they've got that back three of Ibanez, Smalling and Mancini. They had them all last year. They had them all last year. And they weren't the greatest last year. They are going to be improved. They're going to be so good, man. They're going to be so good. They're going to break into the top four. I don't think yet that they can win the league. Okay. I, I, I think it's just why. I mean, of course, the odds are against them, and, yeah. and it would be a, a shock if they do win the league. But I'm just saying that tools-wise, they have it. They have the squad for it. They have the manager for it. They have the the stats for it. You know, you look at Mourinho's stats. He's already won something with them last year against all odds. Mm. You know, for example. Yeah. No, they have a trophy in them for sure. I see them winning the Coppa. Mm. The Coppa is really something I see them winning over two legs. You know what I mean? It's a Mourinho-esque competition. Yeah. Um, league is a bit, a bit of it's a, a stretch. stretch. It's a stretch yeah. for sure. Rob, I've only spent seven million and they've made forty point two five. That is fucking crazy. That is mental. They've only spent money on Celic. I also want to make a point about Zaniolo. Apparently, I saw today on IFTV um, that <clears throat> Zaniolo has reached. I think that's the end of them. I genuinely think that's the end I of them. I don't, the bro. They're going to keep going to the level. They're not going to keep going to the 
fuck Bro, that. these guys, their parents are siblings. Their grandparents <laughs> are fucking cousins. They're, they don't get tired of this. They can watch, They can look at the fucking fireworks with their mouths open, clapping all night, like, <laughs> as if they're gonna stop now. These are the ones with no color. These are just dumb. Yeah, there's bright white lights in the air. I heard Zaniolo has been offered 5 million to renew um, with Roma, 5 million a year, and apparently he really believes in the system and he wants to stay there. Spurs had triggered, not triggered his release clause, but they had agreed terms with Spurs, but it was then blocked. The okay, transfer the was Dybala blocked. Deal, right, you're talking about? No, Zaniolo. Oh, the Zaniolo deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it was close to signing for Spurs, but it got blocked. Weird, okay. No, apparently Zaniolo wants to sign the contract. Like, I mean, uh, if he's if he looks around him, there's a good vibe, no good atmosphere. The a fans really believe. In preseason, they were smashing it. You know what I mean? The, the fans have songs for all the new players. Literally, it's it, it's looking good for them. And Zaniolo, you know, this could be his year after a very very difficult period in his life. Yeah, agreed. But I think that's enough in, in yeah. covering Rome. Obviously, a significantly improved side. Next is Fiorentina. Can you tell us about Vincenzo Italiano's Fiorentina contract bound until 2023-2024 with an option to extend to the 2024-2025 season. He plays his 4-3-3, the classic Italiano. You know, he had Fiorentina looking like Spezia on steroids last year. <laughs> they looked amazing. They were, they were so good most of the time. Let's just say that. A few new faces over here, bro. Do you want to... Sure, Luka Jovic. Oh, yes. Um, Great, great signing. 24-year-old Serbian striker signed from Real Madrid on a free. Um, did fuck all for Real Madrid. Only started one game. Um, obviously, because there's Karim Benzema over there. But before that, I believe it was at Frankfurt and it was unstoppable. Yes. He played along best. with Rebic. There was that, exactly. that very famous goal where um, Jovic gets the ball. He turns, he's one one with the keeper and Rebic already has his hands up in celebration. Ah, yes, Like before yes, he yes, even yes. shoots. Uh-huh. So, uh, Jovic is a fantastic signing. We've disagreed before on the amount of goals we think his score. You think it's high figures, I think it's on the lower side. How many do you think? Crazy. I think around 10. Okay, I think he'll get 15, you know. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Big difference between 10 and 15 goals. Yeah. Um, They've signed Dodo from Shakhtar, a 23-year-old right back for 14.5 million. He has the same name as you. (laughs) <laughs> good one, really? good one. They've signed Mandragora, as we've already been through from Juve for 8.5 million, 25-year-old. Fantastic signing, leader. in my opinion. They've, I agree. And they've got Gollini on loan from Atalanta. And now we just found out as well that Dragovski, um, on that note, has, has gone off to Spezia. Now, out, Piontek and Odriozola's loans ended. And they returned to Real Madrid and Hertha Berlin, respectively. Um, Lucas Torreira as well. He ended up going back to Arsenal. And from Arsenal, he went to Galatasaray to join... Who went? Who went? Dries Mertens. To, to join Dries Mertens. Um, Jose Callejon was sold on a free to Granada. He's 35 now. And Eric Pulgar has gone off to Flamengo for 2.8 million. Fiorentina have spent 22.7 World million. World tour, eh? <laughs> Literally. Fiorentina have spent 22.7 million and have made 43.3 million. They'll be lining up next season in the 4-3-3 with Gollini and goal, of course, Dodo, Milinkovic, Igor and Baragi. Of course, this is if Milinkovic State. He's been linked to every single team and their mother. Um, Bonaventura, 
Mandragora and Duncan in the middle. Of course, there's Amrabat as well as an option. Ikone, Jovic and Gonzalez, of course. Um, not to mention the super sub wildcard extravaganza, Ricardo Saponara. Serie A spotlight favourite over here. The, the best player in the league. I would go yes. so far to say that. I look at this team, bro. Mm-hmm. And I see a, a much improved team. Highly improved team. Highly improved team. And the biggest, the biggest stand they could have made, obviously, aside from signing players like Jovic and Dodo, is keeping their hands on, on the brilliant Vincenzo Italiano, man. Yes, for sure. The man has a huge, huge pair of balls, man. Italiano. He does. A young manager as well. I see him becoming one of the great Italian managers in true Serena, and one man. potentially for the national team literally true I, I, I can see I, that Italiano Italiano he managing, has to be yeah. there man he has to be there that would be cool mm-hmm. where do they finish bro ah let me pull off my smart tele device um, seventh Ooh, okay same as same as last year I have them in six I see them improving a place obviously with Lazio dropping so significantly <laughs> it does leave place for Fiorentina to improve so uh, I would say six and I'm actually pretty confident with that I think we're starting to see if they manage to keep everything as it is um, Fiorentina returning to their old ways man back to fighting for Europe I think they'll you know they'll go quite far in the conference league they'll play around with that they'll have a good run in the Coppa Italia maybe but I don't see their position in the league standing mm, improving significantly I just think that you know they'll want to make Europe again get mm. some momentum you know get some continuity maybe this time they will aim for Europa League like that, that's what, that's, that was my thought process mm. going into it I said like they're gonna want Europa League Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. Hopefully, we really don't need to wait that long. How fucking good, man! I can't wait. Um, Atalanta. Next is Atalanta. Once I need to say the new signings, let me know because I have a question for you. Okay, sure. So Atalanta, Gian Piero Gasperini's men. He has been there since 2016, the longest serving fuck manager. No. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. No. He's been there for a while, man. Um, yes, his contract down until 2024. There were some question marks over whether he would be staying or not um, after last season when they failed to make Europe for the first time in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, apparently he'll be remaining there. He will remain on the Atalanta bench, said the CEO, Luca Percassi. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very strong statement. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking enjoying having Gasperini there because year by year I just see him transforming closer and closer to becoming Nanarita. <laughs> just every as the days go by, he was getting more and more similar to Nanarita. Like how so bro? What, what do you mean? Is he getting smaller him. and smaller? He's getting smaller and smaller and the features I would go so far to say are quite similar. I think he looks exactly like Jeffrey Epstein. As who by the way who by the way person and he did not kill himself. What? Like a breaking news, like right? No, now. it's, it's a conspiracy nah, theory, but of course nah, it's, it's I've seen less of a conspiracy than a, than a fact. You have to be a bit of a Neanderthal to, to actually think he, he killed himself. Ah, no, it's crazy. I've... Ah, the cameras, they uh, stopped working, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we just found him like that. Just found like, him like yeah. his ribs are broken. I don't know how that happened. Just <laughs> <laughs> hanging himself and elbowing himself <laughs> in the ribs. Like. Yeah. But anyway, 
Um, Gasperini, yes. Uh, yes, you, you have to say the... Where's... The what's... Like, we mentioned a while ago that Muriel is fucking off. Uh, he hasn't left yet. He hasn't left no, yet. No, he's hey. still there. He's still there. Yeah, he's there. Okay, so there isn't something I don't know about. Cool. So, Atalanta signings. Very interesting, to say the least. So, they've redeemed Demiral. It's the best thing they could have done. Demiral is their best defender. Demiral, yes. Mm -hmm. It used to be Romero, but now he's Tottenham's best defender. Sorry. But you know, you know, Palomino had a fucking good season. Palomino had a but, very good season. But you, you know what happened to him, right? You heard? Remind me, bro. I work so much. Doping. Ah, yes. That's what. That's what. Uh, Doping. Is he banned? Probably. Probably for, for, for an entire year. That's what happened to Onana. Yeah. Let's figure that out. Why, let, let me say exactly what happened. You figure out how long I can't have Palomino. Palomino is a genetic color in horses consisting <laughs> of a gold coat and white mane and tail. <laughs> the people who, who found out he was doping are just freaking out because they accidentally read the description and accused him of doping. Like, what? I took him on Fanta. <laughs> Mela, Atalanta. They've redeemed Demiral from Juve for 20 million. Demiral is a... Turkish 24-year-old centre-back. They've signed Ederson from Salernitana for 21 million. You know what I mean? He's really good though. Like, aha, uh -huh. I just want to see more of him. I'm sure Gasperini has something. He was, to be honest, the, only, up his the main reason Salernitana could actually create opportunities last year. Um, that was Nicola. <laughs> um, but yeah, that joking, joking aside, Ederson is quite a bright player. He's still 22 years old. He has some Serie A experience now. He'll be a good addition to their team. Um, I mean, you see them signing people like Coop Miners and stuff like that, and it always seems to work out for them. So, very confident about Ederson. I have heard very good things about Admola Lookman. He's yes. half Jamaican, half English. I've heard some He was playing in the Premier League, about no? Him. Um, he was playing with Leipzig, um, he's a left winger, 24 years old, he was signed for 9 million. Apparently he can really get him behind the striker. Yeah, he played for well. Leicester as well. Exactly. Okay, look, man. <laughs> you actually Good felt one. That was crazy, you felt for it. Um, by the way, I was meant to tell you Palomino suspended, but it's indefinite. He's appealing, apparently. He's appealing? Yeah, he claims to be innocent. But how can oh, you be okay. innocent if, you know? Uh, um, tainted substances. Like if he has asthma and there was something in his inhaler yeah. or something like that, it could go into his system. Whatever. Um, so I thought I've spent 50 million on those players. Um, out with Lovato, who I have here has left for Atalanta. Really good, man. Really? <laughs> nice one. No, he's left for one of the bottom dwellers. Lovato, my god, man. Has he not gone to Hellas? Has he gone to Hellas? Um, no, he was with Hellas originally. Mm. Matteo Lovato. I can find out. Salernitana, Sal exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes, I remember, I remember. He's off to Salernitana for 7 million. Um, Gollini has left on loan to Fiorentina after returning from Spurs. Pessina has left on loan to Monza and Piccoli has left on loan to Hellas Verona. So they've made 21.72 million and they've spent 50 million. They yes. really 
Jeremy Boga fits into it, man. He does. He does. You know, three, four, two, one. Where the hell are you? He doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit in. He's not a left wing back, and he's nowhere near an attacking midfielder or a striker. Yeah, the he's a left winger, pure. A left purely winger. a left he winger. He fitted into Sassuolo perfectly. He would yes. fit into Milan perfectly. He'd fit into Juve Lazio. perfectly. Lazio. True. Four, three, you know what I mean? Yeah. Atalanta's not a team. Or 4-2-3-1s, not, not 3 4 two, one. But anyway, um, thankfully Gasperini is very versatile with his three at the back formations, can change to a 3-4-3 and maybe pop him in there. And during during the game, you know, it's never just the 3-4-2-1. You know, he's one of those kind of like... Yeah. But anyway, um, Musso in goal. Toloi, Demiral and Palomino at the back. Palomino, of course. Definitely. Indefinitely. <laughs> Zappa Costa, Derun, Freuler and Meili, Malinowski, Boga and Zapata with the options of Lukman and Muriel of the bench and Ederson of the bench as well. Do you think they're better or worse than last season? I, I think it's very difficult for them to be worse than last season. <laughs> I think individually they've improved ever so slightly um, with the signings of Ederson and Lukman um, only because they haven't you know, lost anyone significant apart from Pessina and Piccoli, who are loaned out. Lovato never really Got played going for, for Atalanta. Them, yeah. Like it, it's funny, Lovato never played for Atalanta, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Demiral was redeemed by them, so it's not like they have something new over there. I think they improved ever so slightly. They've kind of stabilized. Miranchuk to Torino as well. Sorry to interrupt. Miranchuk to Torino. Yes. What a signing for what Torino. What a signing for Torino. Ooh, they fucking and lose. What a signing for Fennec Baja and the Asa, my friend. Bush, right? You heard it here first. He's what, a, what a signing for Fenku's Angels, bro. <laughs> That's a signing for Fenku's Angels. Where are Atalanta for you, bro? Atalanta for me are eighth. Seventh. Seventh. So exactly. You have them ahead of Lazio. Exactly. I have them just behind Fiorentina. Exactly. I have them just behind Fiorentina as well. But yeah. I was thinking of, of, of putting them higher up at Atalanta. They can honest. have a if they get if they have a good season and everything starts working for them, they're gonna be a force they to be reckoned can, with. Man. Yes. They can fucking do it. And they have some good pieces in here, man. Like even like I, I gave you the starting eleven right there. Mm. And I didn't even mention Coop Miners, Pasalage, Ederson, Muria. Like mad. those guys are That's all on the bench. Mad. Just That's frothing mad. to come on like recently at work, Sean asked me who is the one player he asked for two players but I, I gave him one just to make it more significant that Milan lost too early I told him 100% Pasalic he would have been 100%. good but you have a better answer than, than Pasalic in that case a player that Milan lost too, too early. early too early um, I can't nothing's coming to mind Pasalic right no now. brainer man I, I mean, yes, in recent history, yes. Um, I can't really think of another option, man. I think, for example, Dalo could have been useful. No, we're on the scale. But no, of, no, Pasalic scored the winning penalty in the Super Cup, but he was the fucking man. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah. Number 88. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, up next. Hellas Verona, HV, baby. 
HV. Verona. Gabriele Choffi's men, who was at Udinese last year, do not get confused. He's there for on a two-year contract, taking over Igor Tudor, who has gone to Marseille, I believe. That might explain okay. the Serie A signings. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Verona are currently a work in progress. Of course, their team, there are still many pieces that need to be filled. Do you want to run us through their market so far? So they've confirmed the signing of Giovanni Simeone. Um, for 10.7 million from Cagliari. But he's most likely off to Napoli, according to the latest rumors. Exactly. Yeah. He's very, very close to Napoli, apparently. But we'll see what happens there. Um, they'll probably make a decent markup of that. They said for 25 to 30 million. I doubt they'll make 30 million for that, but yeah. they'll make 10. They'll, they'll return. They'll profit 10 million from the yeah, sale. Probably. Um, they've signed Thomas Henry from Venezia for 5 million. So Venezia made a 1 million loss from him, no? Because they signed him <laughs> yes, for 6 million. For six. It, was, it was famous. Exactly. Like, their 27 year old French time, striker. Their all time most expensive signing, I believe. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And second is Cuisance, I believe. Mm. Um, they've confirmed the signing of Martin Ongla, who was there on, on loan mm. from Antwerp. They kept him. I like Ongla. Um, 24 year old center back, they signed for 3.7 million. Um, they've confirmed Montepo for Benevento. Yeah, I have no idea how happy this makes me. I fucking love, 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 love Montepo. I think he's great. Yeah. They've confirmed some dude named Daniele Gilardi from Fiorentina for 500k. He's a 19 year old center back. Okay. They've also signed Milan Juric from Salernitana on a free 32 year old striker. Bro, and also, last but not least, Piccoli on loan from Atalanta. So, they've just onboarded four strikers. I'm telling you right now, their attack is so much better than last year's. Simeone is off. Yes, Simeone is probably leaving. Uh, they start Piccoli, no. they bench Henri, and Juric. I say Henri starts probably. Ahead of Piccoli? I think I so. Think Piccoli starts. It depends on how he does. Piccoli's still very young. Um, I, I, I don't think they'll put him. They'll, they'll put that much pressure on his shoulders, especially when they have two um, senior players. And, and to be honest, like this style that Hellas Verona play, Juric can be very serviceable. You know, crossing balls to his mm. massive forehead. Yeah, but anyway, they might want to play with two up front. Uh, and I don't know if if Chaffee enjoys doing that. He does the three four two one. Ah, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. remind me, Chofi was at Udinese yes, last year, Udinese. at Udinese. Udinese played with a two up front, no, they Beto played with Beto and Delefeu was kind of off, mm. off the shoulder of, of Beto. Fair enough, fair enough. So that looked like this, bro, um, most likely. Montepo. Oh, can I, can I interrupt just tell you who has left? Okay, So please, there won't please. be any confusion. So Nicola Ciazale, um, he's left for 7 million to Lazio. Udoji. Um, has left for 19 million to Udinese. He was already at Udinese, but contractually he's mm-hmm. now an Udinese player. Caprari has been loaned out to Monza. Massive, massive, massive. Monza paid th- 3 million for that loan. Bessa has been sold to Calba. <laughs> Final Calba. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Frabotta um, has returned to Juve after his loan, and Cancelleri has been loaned out to Lazio. Cilleri, I thought players were supposed to be loaned out to worse teams, not to better yeah. teams. Yeah. But there you go, you learn something new every day. Go on, sorry for interrupting. No problem at all, sorry for shooting prematurely. 
shooting. I, I can I can hear all these explosions. Yeah, see, bro, man, they're just gonna keep going till eleven. It's yeah, currently ten oh six. You're fucking right, man. Tell you, man, they're just mouth Crazy. open, just salivating <laughs> onto the floor. Just noise, <laughs> noise, <laughs> noise, bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, three, four, two, one, Montepo, Davidovich, Gunter, and Cecchini. Faroni, Tameze, Veloso, Lazovic, Barak, Ilic, and Henri. Um, the second you said their three man defense, I fucking cringed. I forgot how bad their three man yeah, defense Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm just looking at this team. Actually, I don't think they got better, bro, <laughs> at all. I think they got worse. <laughs> I think they got worse. They lost a very good coach in Igor Tudor. They um, lost Caprari. Simeone popped off last year. Granted, I, I think he's very moody, but still, you know, Henri was also very moody. Juric. We couldn't really see what he could do because Salernitana uh-huh. was so poor for the majority of the season. Mm. So I think they have dipped. Yes, they're not as good as they were last season and especially the season before. So they lost Caprari, who was by far their best player Yes, last season, for a fact. Their signings, as much as they're very good, they're a little bit messy. <laughs> Four strikers, just like that. Now, let's bar Simeone because they were always yes. going to redeem Simeone. They signed Henri from Venezia and Juric from Salernitana. Um, you want someone else that struggled to fucking survive last year? They signed <laughs> Venezia's, not even Venezia's leading man because he struggled for Venezia. They signed Salernitana's Juric. You, you know what I mean? Piccoli is the signing that gives me. Okay kind of some young blood coming in, all right, he's on loan, maybe they have an option to redeem him or, or, or something of the sort. But yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. I think they did get worse, they got, fuck me. They got worse, they definitely got messier as a team. They focused, how can you sign four strikers and not pay any attention to that bullshit fucking trio that you have in defense? Yes. And you just sign Gilardi from Fiorentina for 500k, a 19-year-old. It I is think weird. They, it is weird. they got worse. They, got they worse. have, haven't they? Um, they yes, uh, but it's as simple as that. There's nothing yeah. else to say, to be Where honest. Where do you think they finish for you, man? I am going to pop them in 12th. 12th, wow. I have them in 10th. Okay. Yep. So where, where did they finish? So last season they finished exactly ninth. So you have them finishing one spot lower. Exactly, exactly. I have them finishing exactly quite a few slots lower in 12th. But anyway, <clears throat> up next we have Torino, right? Um, yes, Torino. No, yes, Torino. You're right, sorry. I was looking at my predictions. So these are Ivan Juric's men contract bound till 2024. Um, they finished 10th last year, which was a massive improvement considering they had been fighting relegation the seasons prior. Um, he's lost a few important players from Bellotti to Bremer. We could see him have like this massive fight with the sporting director and in the middle of a parking lot Why? somewhere. Yeah, crazy to be honest, crazy times. But apparently they're working together, they're bringing in some pieces. And bro, the pieces they've brought in. So the pieces they've brought in are Ilkan from Besiktas, he's an 18-year-old central midfielder that they signed for 4.5 million. They've signed Brian Bayeye, 22-year-old <laughs> right midfielder, for 750k from Cantanzaro. 
They've signed Berisha, 33-year-old goalkeeper from Spal for 300k, and they've got Rad... Jesus. It's, Radonjic. I believe, Radonjic, yeah. Radonjic, he's a 26-year-old left-winger, he's on loan from Marseille, and Valentino Lazaro, 26-year-old right-back on loan from Inter. Yeah. However, they have lost, you know, some important pieces. They've lost Bremer for 41 million and Belotti on a free. They lost Rincon on a free and Piaka's loan ended, so he returned to Juve. Um, Ansaldi, um, uh, his contract expired and he was released from the club. Um, Mandragora, the end of his loan, he returned to Juve. Brekalo, end of his loan, returned to Wolfsburg. Pobega, end of his loan, returned to Milan. Dennis Pratt, end of his loan, returns to Leicester. It's fucked, bro. It is they fucked. lost a lot of players. Poor Yuri. And man. out of those, <laughs> They've only made 41 million, all from Bremen. All from Bremen, yeah. All from Bremen. But it, it's something to work with, you know. Juric has never had anything to work with in his career. You know, he left Verona for that reason. I'm always saying mm. this, I'm always singing this song. Um, song. Vlasic as well. They're they bringing, they're bringing in Vlasic, apparently, from West Ham, yeah. I believe. He's, he's a, an offensive player, could be useful. And Miranchuk. Ah, yeah, so, you, you said Miranchuk already. So, sorry. to be honest, not too bad. They, they have a few options. They just need now a striker, is what I feel. They need the a proper... only reason I'm hopeful is because of their manager. Yes, that's it. That's, that's it. the only reason I'm hopeful. And I'm re- I really rate the manager. Juric. Juric could, be, could manage. I was going to say something crazy. I was going to say he could manage any of the top seven, but <laughs> not any. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But he's there, man. Yeah, he's there. He's a seriously underrated manager. So we seem to be on the fence about whether or not these guys improved or or if they got worse. No, for now they got worse. Yeah, mm. you can't lose Pre- your lose captain Bremer, and striker and, like, and your MVP of the season. Prat. Ah, that's pain. They've worsened so far. I would hate to be rich, like because yes. I'd love it because it definitely has more money than me. But <laughs> that's it. That, that's the only reason. Me. I mean, I'm I'm young, so I like I'll, I'll take. I'll so take you'd love to be Stephen Hawking in the last few years of his life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he had more money than you. I mean, I'd I'd take health over wealth. <laughs> okay, ooh, Bam. that rhymes, nice. Yes, sir. Health over wealth. And I'll take the cards that I was Delph. Oh, Delph, Delph, Fabian Delph. Um, anyway, three, four, two, one. Berisha in goal, Gigi, Zima and Rodriguez at the back. Singo, Lukic, Ricci, Aina, Linetti in the midfield four. I'm sorry, Telaina in the midfield four. Then Linetti and Radonjic behind the striker and Sanabria mm. will play up front for now. I do, I do think they need another striker though, quite badly. And another defender because Gigi, Zima, Rodriguez is a really cool dance move, but not yeah. a... <laughs> But probably not a solid defensive three. <laughs> I've never even attempted that. It's so yeah. fucking crazy. Um, where do you have them finishing, Torino? These men. I have Torino finishing in tenth. I have Torino finishing in eleventh. 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 Okay. So. Ah, uh-huh. I'd stick by that actually. Eleventh. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's keep it. Now we see. Uh, I'm curious to revisit this. Uh-huh. I mean, bro, it'll change after match day fucking one. That I shat myself. I thought that a fucking guy was gonna <laughs> run in and fuck I, us up, <laughs> bro. I shat myself. 
That's right, the fucking fireworks. That's <laughs> this is just started. <laughs> Trying to fucking record. I'm so why? That was so scary, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> our door anyway. just started shaking, like. Anyway, um, Sassuolo up next. Sassuolo, yes, go for it, kill it. So of course we're talking about Alessio Dionisi's Sassuolo, whose contract expires in 2023. Um, let's start with him next season. Um, the owner said that he proved to be up to Serie A standard. It's a starting point and it's the only 100% sure element to remain in Sassuolo. So basically saying the entire squad is a massive question for Mark exactly. Dionisi is the only one that's staying for sure. Um, to be honest, damage control. Eh? Fratesi is still there. Raspadori for now is still there. Granted the heavy links to Napoli. Berardi mm-hmm. uh, is still there. Yep, that's a crazy... I was sure he'd go. Yeah, same. I thought it was time sure. for him to leave. I was sure, man. Um, but yeah, let's see what they've lost because obviously everyone was talking about them losing Traoris, Scamacca, Berardi, Fratesi and Raspadori. That's what everyone was saying. Um, but in actuality, they lost Scamacca for 36 million from West Ham. They lost Philip Juricic. Um, uh, he joined Sampdoria on a free, the 30-year-old attacking midfielder. They lost Burabia, who was sold for 1.5 million to Spezia. They lost Vlad Kirikus. They must be really upset about that one. He went yeah. on <laughs> free to Cremonese. Um, and front, the great Francesco Magnanelli has retired at 37. You can see I'm smiling when you say Kirikus because I finally get to watch Kirikus get relegated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway. Brilliant. Now the players have signed. Some. Some good moves by Sassuolo, yes. and I always trust that the moves they make are good because they literally get players and develop them. So, Agustin Alvarez, 21-year-old striker, 12 million from Peñarol. Mintoff rates him. Yes, and if many people rate him. Apparently, he's a good he's a good player, and he has apparently already proven that he can be a prolific goal scorer. Amazing. Um, next up is Christian Torsvet, 23-year-old attacking midfielder for 10 million from Genk. Mintoff rates him. <laughs> that, 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 that's all I have on these guys, to be honest. Um, Mateus Henrique um, uh, has been redeemed for 8 million from Gremio. They've signed Emil, Jesus Christ, Emil Konradzen Jade, a 20 year old. Emil Konradzen Jade. Um, he's a 20-year-old left-winger. They signed him from Rosenborg for 3 million. And they've redeemed Harui as well for, for 3 million from Sparta, the 24-year-old centre-back. And they've also signed <coughs> Ricardo Ciervo from Roma for 2 million. He's a left-winger, Ooh. 20 years old. Nice. So yeah, they spent, they ended up spending 38 million and they made 68.6 million, which is crazy. Nice. Um, let me read you the lineup and then we'll discuss whether we think they've improved or not. Cool. 4-2-3-1, Consigli in goal, Muldur, Erlich, Ferrari and Rogerio at the back, Lopez and Fratesi in that double pivot, Berardi on the right, Traore on the left, Raspadori in the middle and Alvarez up front. Jared Bittor is wet instead of Raspadori. That's something that happened Raspadori to Napoli. He's like the exact equivalent 
of where it is. He can play out wide, he can play behind the striker, he can play as a striker. That's this is actually the end of the fireworks. Yeah, because you can hear the whistlers. Exactly. And I believe some people just clapped. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done to all you inbred people. Um so Sassuolo, do you think they've improved or do you think they've gotten worse? So give me just one second. I'd like to check. Okay, so last season Sassuolo finished eleventh. Mm. This season, I don't know if I'm being audacious here, but I have them finishing in ninth, bro. In ninth. In ninth. Simply, simply because the teams around them in mid table have failed to make some big moves. They've lost players and they haven't replaced them yet. You know, Sassuolo seem like they're keeping some key pieces and they're adding some exciting prospects as well. So Dionisi is still there. You know, they can. They lost here. They terrorize the top teams yeah so like no. all they have to do is improve against the weaker teams and you know maybe they'll climb i have them in ninth i also have them in ninth just behind La- they're in a lazio verona sandwich in ninth and a lazio verona sandwich in that sounds like a delicious sandwich <laughs> it does it does very regional mm-hmm. okay so yeah i think uh uh-huh. high hopes for sassuolo they made some good money off of skamaka and i think they They've improved yeah. a little bit. They have, they have. Um, of course, it's to see, you know, these guys might flop, but at least there's a plan. Uh, that's always a possibility. Yeah. We're here to say what we see. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you'll be more accurate with these predictions than you've been with when these fireworks are about to end. <laughs> Bro, I literally heard the whistle. Like, what the <laughs> What's fuck, this? Man. Fucking football game? <laughs> it's 20 past 10. Stop, man. Stop. Anyway. Uh, Udinese. Udinese, Andrea Sotil's Udinese. Yes, he is the father of Fiorentina Sotil. Um, they parted ways with Cioffi, who of course has replaced Tudor at Verona, as we've just said. Um, and this guy, Andrea Sotil, has joined from Ascoli, who had a pretty good season last year. They, they had one too many giveaways, though. Yeah. He played with them, Andrea Sotil played with Udinese between 1999 and 2003. Okay. So that's, that's interesting as well. Okay. He plays 3-5-2, bro. Um, and the transfers? So they've confirmed the signing of Beto from Portimonense. From Jesus. Portimonense. Um, so obviously he was on loan, but they've redeemed him for 7 million. They've signed Adam Mazina, who is a left back from Watford for 5 million. Obviously they have to have a Watford person in there. They've signed <laughs> Enzo Ebosse from Angers. He's a 23-year-old left back. They signed him for 4 million. Um, they've signed Janka Bijol. He's a 23-year-old centre-back. They signed him for 4 million from Moscow. Um, they've redeemed Udoji for 19 million uh, for 4... Sorry. He's a 19-year-old, they redeemed him for 4 million and uh, he was previously at Hellas Verona. They've signed Leonardo Buta, he's a 20-year-old left-back, they signed him for 2 million from Braga. They've signed Nguyen Perez, redeemed Nguyen Perez rather on a free from Atletico Madrid, 22-year-old centre-back. Sandy Lovrich, a 25-year-old central attacking midfielder for free from Lugano and Festi Ebosele, 19-year-old right back on a free from Derby. Now, the biggest loss for Udinese was the loss of Nahuel Molina, who they lost for 20 million to Atletico Madrid. For sure. What a massive loss. Massive that is. loss for sale. 
They lost Mamadou Koulibaly, who was redeemed by Salernitana for 3 million. They've lost Stryker Larson on the free to Trasnospor. They've lost Ziegler, who was released and is now without a club. Um, they lost Pusetto, end of loan, so he returned to Watford, classic. And Pablo Mari's loan ended and he returned to Arsenal. And he's been sold to Monza, Pablo Mari. Yes, he's been, yeah, sold, to he's Monza. been sold to Monza. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Anyway, they play a 3-5-2, uh, Silvestri in goal, Becao, Nuitink and Perez at the back, Sopi, Pereira, Wallace, Mekengo and Udoji in midfield. Udoji, of course, has been sought after by many a team, including Tottenham. Mm -hmm. uh, Deo and Beto up front in a, in a duo. Um, what do you think? So it's difficult to say whether they've improved or fallen off a little bit. Um, I don't think they've fallen off. I think they've removed some of the fringe players like Ziegler, Larsen, Koulibaly, Pusetto and Mari. Very fringe players, you know what I mean? Yes. And I don't know too much about the players they've signed, like Bijol, Ebosse, Mazina. But the fact that they spent money on them makes me believe that they see something. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to oh, say... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Nets aren't a team that's splash, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they've improved ever so slightly with the Nets. I yes. think so. I think, uh, look, they've stayed the same. They've lost Molina. Mm. And their manager is probably worse. Yeah, fair. Right now. So I would say that they, they have, that they're not as good technically on paper, but you know, Udinese always make it work, man. Yeah. Um, they've got, I, I have them in, let's see, 11th. You have them in 11th, I have them in 13th. 13th, okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see them for sure. A very physical team, they're always so big compared to the other teams, man. No matter what their manager is, they seem to go for six foot tall players all around, you know, all, all on the board. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their first game of the season is against Milan. So that, that, we'll that, see that. that is a draw. Yeah. That is a draw. Probably. I'm afraid. I'm afraid Milan are off to a bad start this time, guys. <laughs> Next up is Bologna, the land of Sinisia Mihailovic. Now, Bologna. Mihailovic will be their manager up until 2023. He has been on the bench since 2019, not because he's been doing particularly well as of late. Um, of course, he has his illness that makes things a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Um, we thought, I thought, to be honest, that part ways. I thought that part ways as well. But apparently they're going to keep going. Yep. I, I think I think when Mihailovic does leave Bologna, it'll come from Mihailovic. It'll be Mihailovic's decision. It'll be like, I, I really hope it won't be because of his health or anything of the yeah. sort, but I think it'll be Mihailovic saying, look guys, we're not getting the results that we want. Um, or look guys, I need to prioritize my health. I can't yes. be going to training every day, attending matches every week, and maybe I want to spend more time with my family, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, but I think the second day, the part, it will be Sinisa's decision. Yes. He play, they will play their 3-5-2. Um, they've lost Hickey's, Vanberg, and Theot. Okay, I'm, I'm stealing your job, I'm going, <laughs> That's why I'm laughing, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Go for it. So, 
Okay. Yes, they've they've lost that to Rene for 19 million. Uh, good money, but massive loss in Teat, and I was hoping we'd see him in Serie A next year. Same with Hickey, 16.5 million to Brentford, the 20-year-old Scottish left-back. Svanberg, they've lost as well to Wolfsburg for 9 million. They're making some good money here, Bologna. They've lost Santander on a free to Regina. They've lost Falcinelli um, for free to Modena. They've lost Viola, that didn't last long. 32-year-old central midfielder on a free to Cagliari, back down to Serie B. And they've also lost Binks, the 20-year-old centre-back. He's on loan to Como. He joins okay. us in Fabregas. Um, Bologna have signed Mikel Abisher from Young Boys, 25-year-old central midfielder for 4 million. They've signed a highly rated Lewis Ferguson. He's a Scottish central midfielder with Aberdeen, 22 years old. What songs him. does he have? <laughs> they signed him for 3.5 million. You're, you're a joke. Um, Matteo Angeli, he's a 19-year-old centre-back, they signed him for 300k from Imolese. Charlan Postlico Giannis has joined them on a free from Cagliari, which is a 28-year-old left-back. Um, Andrea Cambiasso joined them on loan from Juve, who just signed him. Um, one thing I'll say about Bologna is that they may not have made stellar signings, even though these signings are quite decent, but their Primavera team have certainly made a lot of signings which shows me that they're investing quite heavily in youth there is a project and you know they, they like to buy players from all over the world i don't know if that's a coincidence or it's mm. something that they actually try to do for their brand exposure or something but but it's true they, they do have quite a lot of versatility in nationalities um they play a 352 uh, as per usual skorupski in goal sao mauro medel and bonifazi at the back medel will be playing that kind of regista line playmaker mm. as, a, as a center back role again mm -hmm. um de silvestri dominguez shouten soriano and cambiasso barrow and arnautovic up front um standard bologna team <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, I do. Worse, Bologna I, team. It's a, it's a worse Bologna team. They are taking Svanberg. Yeah. You know what I and mean. And if they lose Arnautovic, there's no way they replace him. Yeah. No, they've, they've, they've gotten worse, Bologna. To be honest, I feel like they've been heading downwards for a while now. Bro, there was a point that they improved when Sinisa's health got a bit worse. When, when he was readmitted to hospital. Yeah. That was when, when Bologna won Milan the league. Yeah, that's when their human side came out. Mm. And they were finally fucking performing. Um, I have Bologna finishing in 14th. I have them in 13th. Not too far off. So you have Empoli ahead of them? No. No, okay. We'll discuss, we'll discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you worry, we're gonna get there, bello. Next up is Empoli. Let's do it. Next up, we've got Paolo Zanetti's Empoli taking over from Aurelio Andrea Zoli. Um, he was formerly with Venezia. He had the famous falling out with um, yeah. Henri in public. They have suffered a few losses. Um, we'll get to that with Matthew very soon. But Empoli play a very adventurous kind of game. They play a 4-3-2-1. That's very dynamic very offensive you know mm -hmm. they, they don't shy away from attacking yeah yeah obviously that was Andrea Zoli's system Andrea Zoli's system was enough and um, they did enough work in the first half of the season to keep them alive because in the second season 
they were shambolic. They were probably the worst oh, yeah. team in the league. It's true. Season. Apart from that, they randomly beat Napoli. I think they beat Napoli twice last year. <laughs> um, but now they have they have Zanetti. To be honest, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me that they got Zanetti on board because he literally, you know, got relegated with Venezia. Um, but whatever. But uh, he, they were playing some good football with him. Huh? That has to be said. Yeah. No, they they. They were playing. They they just didn't have. They didn't have enough Serie experience in there. Exactly. Game. That's that's it mainly. Um, and <coughs> we'll get into that because there are a couple of teams that have the same problem. Yes. For next year, um, this year rather. Um. So Empoli, they've managed to keep their hands on Vicario, who they signed from Cagliari for eight point five million. Um. They've done the same with Libi Kakace, our favorite favorite defender, <laughs> our favorite left back in the league, uh, for three million from Saint Trudin. Um, they managed to keep their hands on Stojanovic as well from Dinamo Zagreb. They got Marin on loan from Cagliari for one million, Lovely. as well as Luperto um, uh, on loan from Napoli for five hundred k. They've also got their hands on Ebuehi, the right back from Benfica. He joined on a free. Wasn't he with Venezia last year? Ebuehi probably on loan. Been, yeah, just Benfica B. Oh. So this is him probably. Getting another stint in Serie A, very, very good for him. The biggest signing for Empoli is probably Mattia Destro, the striker for Genoa. They signed him for free. He's been, you know, in, in Serie A for a while now. He always gets goals. He's a bit of a character as well. He scored holding a bottle last year, sprayed it into the fans. He's a very passionate guy. Um, I think he'll do well for Empoli. They certainly need a man like him up front. Um, and then there are a couple of, of guys such as Samuele Perizan, who they signed from Prodonone um, on an undisclosed fee. Um, they managed to get their hands on Inter's Satriano on a loan transfer. They didn't pay a cent for that. They also loaned in Lammers, Cambiaghi and De Winter. They've brought in Lammers too from, from Atalanta. Yeah, I said. I said. Uh, no, I'm, I'm reacting ah, in a surprise okay. I way. You're correcting me. <laughs> so defensive. No, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So Empoli have had some good signings. I mean, yeah, keeping hands on Vicario, Kakace, Stojanovic, um, and getting Marin as well, Luperto, yeah. Destro. These are these are all very good signings. Yes. Uh, in fact, their their starting eleven is looking pretty decent. It's mm. a four-three-two-one. Yeah, can, can I say who they lost? Oh, yes, of they've lost Simone Romagnoli on a free to Parma. They've lost Damiani um, for 300k to Palermo. They lost Mancuso to Monza for 3 million. Aslani um, has been. Um, Aslani. Loan they've to lost. Inter with an option. Exactly. Yeah. Loan to Inter was an option to buy, but they've got 4 million from that. Their biggest signing was Viti, who is a 20 year old centre back from Nice for 13 million. They've loaned out La Mantia. Um, Cutrone has returned to Wolves after his loan. Di Francesco has returned to Spal after his loan. Pinamonti has returned to Inter after his loan. And Zurkowski has returned to Fiorentina okay. after his loan. A lot of losses, but they do have some firepower that they're bringing in to make up for that. We forgot to address when we did Sassuolo. Sassuolo are getting Pinamonti most likely. Most likely getting penalty. Most likely getting penalty. Hasn't been confirmed yet. So Hasn't been confirmed, but that fine. is hot. That is hot. No. Um, Vicario on goal. Mm-hmm. Stojanovic, Ismaili, Luperto Parisi at mm-hmm. the back. Henderson, Marin and Bandinelli in the midfield three. And then Bayrami and Satriano playing behind Destro. That's 
that's a decent team, man. I, I would go as far as saying as this team is better than the Empoli we saw last year. I think simply because they have some more Serie A experience in the team now that they're a little bit of an improved side. <clears throat> yeah. Um, sucks losing people. Like, but for example, like Cutrone isn't a massive loss because he wasn't great with them. Di no. Francesco was not a starter. Pinamonti is, is, is quite a loss in him returning to Inter. And Zurkowski is a bit of a loss as well, him returning to Fiorentina. Um, where do you have them finishing? 14th. I have Empoli in 16th. 16th. Okay. I, I, I just don't have that much confidence in Zanetti, man. Fair enough. I don't have that much confidence. Fair enough. I think the, the style matches the team. Yeah, fair enough. Fair and enough. I we'll, think we'll, we'll wait and see. They might be pretty good. I like Marin as well. I like Marin as a very direct yeah, Marin is good. playmaker, kind of in the midfield. Destro, of course, scores wherever he goes. Yeah. So this would, except at Milan, this would be <laughs> this would be a pretty good team, I think. Yep. Up, up next. Up next is Sampdoria, dude. So Sampdoria. By the way, if you're noticing I'm typing aggressively, it's because I spilled water on my keyboard and it's not working properly. So this has been a really good episode, guys. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, but thankfully, you see, the chaos has stopped. Yeah, the chaos has stopped. Hopefully our background noise killer will kill the fucking fireworks, but I doubt it'll do that great a job. If not, you can you can view this episode as a kind of a celebration with fireworks <laughs> that, that the season's about to start. <laughs> Literally. But anyway, Sampdoria, Marco Giampaolo's men. After they earned salvation last year, they decided to proceed with Giampaolo. Um, not much has happened in the transfer market. Matthew will take you to that. Um, Giampaolo plays his classic 4-3-1-2 formation with Atria Quartista. In fact, leaving Kandreva kind of obsolete, and he's been rumored to leave. I don't think you have a note on that because it's not official yet. I don't have I'll a note address on that. It. That he's, he's been heavily rumored to Salernitana. Exactly, no? he's probably off to Salernitana, and that would be very good for both parties. Yeah, it's it's a very cool move, and and yeah. is a bit older now, um, but still has enough in 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 his pocket to yes. contribute to a team like Salernitana. So the biggest moves. Sampdoria have made are basically the redemptions of Caputo and Sabiri. They spent just 3.5 million on Caputo, just a million on Sabiri, and he's our intro scoring from half pitch. Um, they've signed one, two, three, four, five players on a free, including a goalkeeper, an 18 year old goalkeeper called Tan Locke. They got him from Fermana. Um, they got a defensive midfielder from Virtus Verona called Metlika for 20k um, Thomas Rincon on a free from Torino um, Philip Juricic on a free from Sassuolo and Villar on loan from Roma so they just spent 4.5 million essentially on Caputo and Sabiri not essentially but totally on Caputo and Sabiri um, out on the other hand they lost um, Caprari was on loan to Verona so they lost him um, by selling him to Monza upon his return, while loaning him out to Monza on his return. I don't know why they don't like Caprari. Yeah. Um, they lost Bonazzoli, who joined Salernitana for 5 million. They lost Torsby um, to Union Berlin for 3 million. They lost Egdal on a free and Yoshida on a free to Schalke, Egdal joining Spezia. Um, they've also lost Askelson. 
to Lecce on loan. They've lost Vladimir Falcone, the goalkeeper, um, to Lecce on loan, as well as Magnani to Hellas Verona. His loan ended. Obviously, Sebastian Jovinko, I think it comes as no surprise, as he's been released from the club. Yeah. Um, out of all those players, they just collected 13 million, but they are, um, uh, they, they, they've made some good profit. Nice. So, um, Audero will remain in goal. Berezinski, Ferrari, Colli and Augello at the back. Now, of course, as it stands, Kondreva is still there, so I'm putting him here for now. Kondreva, Rincon and Vieira. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Czech Wartista role, there's Gjuricic, who mm-hmm. you just said they, they brought in on a free. He was previously playing with Sassuolo. We've seen him do some nice things, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits here. And then Sabiri and Caputo up front. And, yeah, that's a nice and duo. I think it's decent. And I think that they improved. I'd say they got worse, man. You lose Yoshida, Egda, <coughs> Torsby, Ponazoli, Caprari put him aside, Askelson. Bonazzoli wasn't there anyway last year. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Bonazzoli is another example. Damsgaard's leaving, but he, was, he didn't play either. Yeah. I, but, but, you know... Kandreva um, would be a massive loss. Kandreva, Ekdal, Yoshida and Thorsby are all very big losses, in my opinion. Even Maniani is, is mm-hmm. quite a big loss, but obviously he was only on loan to them. But I do think they, they got worse now. Just because their individuals have gotten worse... It doesn't mean that the team got worse yes, because yeah, it, yeah. It, the players are simply better suited for their system. Um, where do you have them finishing? It'll be interesting to see. I have some finishing in 16th. I have 15th. They, they've remained very similar to last season. The only thing I'm banking on is that maybe they've adapted to Gianpaolo a little bit more. I really like Sabiri and I think Juric, Sabiri and Caputo can be very entertaining. Um, we'll see what they can do. Yeah, it's it's everything around that that kind of gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so enough. after Sampdoria, we have your favorite team in the league, Spezia. Oh yes, Spezia. I feel like I'm a little bit under- misunderstood when it comes to Spezia. Yeah, so I it's, know, a, I know. it's not that I hate them. It's just that they. They're, they they they're unambitious. They they fucking had that whole transfer ban thing going on. They they sack their manager every other fucking week. They they had they brought in Thiago Motta, mm. you know, as a manager who's mm. kind of a footballing terrorist. He did, <laughs> but now they have Luca Gotti, who's a man I respect. Yeah, and I think we need to have more mafia surnames in Serie. Yeah. Uh, Gotti is a good one. You know? Gotti is a very good surname. Yeah, yeah. we we need a soprano now, exactly. managing Cremonese or something. Exactly. But anyway, yes, the club from Liguria has confirmed Luca Gotti, who was previously managing Udinese. He will be at Spezia for the next two seasons, and he will play his 3-5-2 formation. You can see here they tried to bring in Nuitink, but that didn't man- he didn't manage to do so. Um, what did they manage to do? So, Kevin Agudelo, the right winger from Genoa for 2.7 million. Reka, the left back from Atalanta for 2 million, that's a redemption. Yeah, same um, with Agudelo. Yep, same with Agudelo. Um, Burabia, the centre midfielder from Sassuolo for 1.5 million. Um, Ekdal on a free transfer from Sampdoria. Serpe, um, who is a centre back from Genoa, they signed him on an undisclosed fee. And then they've also loaned in Daniel Maldini, Mattia Caldara and Viktor Kovalenko. So it's really the loan signings that are there. The loan signings and the redemptions that are their massive moves. They've lost a couple of players. Um, 
including Koli, um, Manai, they lost Erlich, Sena, Salcedo, <laughs> Colombi, Boschanai, and Figoli. Okay, so you know they haven't I mean? really lost anything crazy. No, no. No. Because most of the players that are listed here have actually been re-signed by them, like exactly. Agudelo, Kovalenko. Um, they have lost Koli. Reka as well, you said. Reka. They've lost Koli, yes. They've lost Koli, however. They've lost Koli. It was the end of his loan and he's returned to Atalanta. Okay. So they have in goal Dragovski. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, 3-5-2, okay. Amian, Kaldara, Nicolau at the back. It's okay. It's not the worst. Jazi, Maggiore, Ekdal, Bastoni, and Reka. Not bad again. And then Verde and Inzola up front. And of course, they've got Kovalenko and Maldini to help with the firepower as well. Their team mm-hmm. is full of losers. <laughs> Inconsistency is the theme of this team. I mean, I don't like Inzola up front at all. They're not scoring with Inzola up front. Inzola, Jassi. I wouldn't say Jazzy's a loser. He is a bit inconsistent. He is extremely Jazz. wildly inconsistent. There's Egdal who's fallen off a while ago. I know he said, I said, the only reason he's a big loss for Sampdoria is because he's been there a while, so he knows the system mm-hmm. and he's a good squad player. But he does not improve their team in the slightest, Egdal. Their defense seems leaky as hell. I think Spezia got a little bit worse here, man. Their manager brings some more Serie A experience. That's as good as it gets. Look, I, I, I don't look at this team and I think that it's absolutely terrible. You know what I mean? Like, they have decent pieces everywhere. Um, for me, I'm just going to straight up and say it. Like, for me, it's between them and Salernitana who gets relegated as the third team that gets relegated. So who is, uh, out of both of them, who is in 18th place for you? As it stands right now, I have Spezia in 18th place. But, I, I have them as but well. But I've had Spezia to get relegated in the last three seasons and they've no, survived same. each time. I mean, no, I haven't. I haven't. I have, I've banked on their survival last year and the year before. But and if you look at this their might pl- be the year now. This might be the year. If you look at their players, these guys have been through it the entire time. Jose, Maggiore, Bastoni, for example. That's the core of the team. And Verde, of course. Reka is a decent player. I, I remember Reka at Crotone. He, he was doing some good things as well. Amian is a bit moody. Um, Inzola is extremely moody. He had right before the January transfer market two seasons ago. He exploded. He scored like six goals. He was scoring in every game. The January Asta came on fantasy football and I took him. Mm. I was like, all right, he's probably one of the best options right now. He didn't score another goal. Not even another Mental. one, bro. And then there was a whole thing where he, they, they wanted to sub him on, but he couldn't take off his earrings, which was extremely embarrassing. Oh, and he was like, like I can't take him seriously imagine. anymore, this guy. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And then... Sorry, can't play. Why? Earrings are jammed. There was another another case that very same week, a player couldn't take off his necklace. Ah, uh, but then he managed. No, Eventually, it was in yes. Serie A as yes. well. Pfft, what the hell? What is this? But anyway, um, I'm going to go... If... Kandreva joins Salernitana. I'm going to say... Sp- no, fuck it. I'm just going to say Salernitana, 18th. Ooh, you think Spezia survived Salernitana? I think Spezia survived. Okay. Okay, cool. You? Cool. 
No, no, no. I think Spezia go down. You think Spezia go down? I think Spezia go down. A kit? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but next up is that team that you think are in 18, so there's no bother asking you there. Salernitana. So they had Nicola last year who turned things around and suddenly they were a force to be reckoned with. But who do they have now? Now they have Nicola. He's, he's remained, of course. He is the architect of the... Um, miraculous salvation that they endured last year and it's his second feat um, in doing so he did it with Crotone a while back too it's a pity he's only good when he's under severe pressure exactly now in fact that they've restarted the full preseason he's probably going to get sacked within two months <laughs> two year contract he has there's an option for a third um, he plays a 3-5-2 formation very organized very meticulous um, we saw it towards the end of the season Salernitana looked like a like a unit you yeah. know? They, they looked like a team mm-hmm. I agree what have they done bro? so they got Lovato from Atalanta we all know Lovato 22 year old centre back local he's very very good they got him for 7 million they got Bonazzoli some firepower up front to replace Juric for 5 million bam 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 um, they signed a left back from Lille. His name is Bradaric for 5 million. He's 22 years old. They've signed Bohinen from CSKA Moscow for 3.25 million. Mamadou Koulibaly has been redeemed from Udinese. Mikael is a Brazilian center, center forward. He's 23 years old. He was signed from the Brazilian league from a team called Sport Recife for 2.73 million. That is incredibly particular. Diego Valencia, another centre forward from Catolica in Chile uh, for 2.5 million. Pasquale Mazzocchi, right back from Venezia for a million. Um, All redemptions. Jarzonski from Genoa for 1 million. These are mainly redemptions. Um, And then there was a loan from Inter, a gentleman named Pirola. He's a 20-year-old centre back. They paid 900k to get him on board. Um, Costanos from Juve's under-23 team for 300k and then some free transfers in Sepe, Botheim, Sambia and Matok from Salernitana's under-19. Now that Matthew's done speaking Greek, we can... (laughs) (laughs) Well, they actually have the players that left as well, which are Ederson for 21 million, so they made some very good money over there. Strandberg to Valeranga on a free, Juric to Verona on a free, Krishli to Taranto on a free and Obi to Regina on a free. Ah, Obi's gone down to Regina. Yeah. Okay. So, they play a 3-5-2, as we said. Um, Sepe in goal, Lovato, Fazio and Pirola at the back. A shaky defence. Mm-hmm. Mazzocchi on the flank, both Kulebalis in the middle along with Bohinen and Bradaric on the right. Bonazzoli and Ribery up front. Ribery, of course, for three games only. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, actually. Seven games. Seven exactly. minutes. Seven. Total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit us with it. <laughs> do the thing, do the thing. <laughs> Ribery has a number seven shaved into his head. I, I feel like I'm a one-hit wonder. Yeah. I'm going to get a severe alcohol and cocaine addiction now. Like. You peak. <laughs> it's not getting better than that, like... Ribery. I was feeling so naughty then. Ah, their squad is worse than Spezia's. Straight yes, up. It is worse, it is worse. Upon further inspection, it's as clear yeah. as day. But they, they get Kandreva on board, they have Davide Nicola on board. They were on. They ended the season very well, apart from obviously their devastating yeah. loss on the last day. <laughs> I have them in 17th. Okay, I've got them in 18th. Very good. 
Jolly win. Jolly good. Monza. Uh, and plus, they've got the fans, huh? The fans. Got the fans. Ooh, Salernitani. Ooh, Monza. Giovanni Strappa's men. Historic promotion. Um, they had never been in Serie A before. But here they are now, they have arrived and boom, they have transformed the ugly duckling into the beautiful, 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 what was it? It's that beautiful duck, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's change the analogy. From the caterpillar to the butterfly. Incredibly smart, bro. Thank you very really, much. Really, really intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they, they are... Fucking transformed team, man. Yeah. Right now. It's crazy. They they will continue playing their 3-5-2. Um, I think we have 20 minutes for you to tell us who they've brought in. Um, so I didn't do the players that went out because no one knows who they are. Okay, because sure, fair enough. Serie B. So the important ones essentially are, I'm going to skip the bullshit. So they've got Caprari on, on board on a loan from Hellas Verona for 3 million. Um, Mancuso center forward from Empoli for 3 million he's been signed um, uh, they've got Andrea Ranocchia from Inter on a free transfer they've got Sensi from Inter on a loan Pessina from Atalanta on a loan um, they've got so those are the main ones and then they've also got people like Carboni who is a center back from Cagliari so some experience in Serie A over there um, Michele Di Gregorio from Inter for 4 million. He's a goalkeeper. He'll be on the bench to Cranio probably. Um, Brindelli from Pisa for 1.5 million. Valentin Antov, a centre back from Sofia for 2 million. He Pedro was Bologna. Pe- was he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> Pedro Pereira, Portuguese right midfielder from Benfica for 2.5 million. You know, bro. And then. The list goes on and on. Yes, they, they also got Mari from Udinese. They've also got Petania from Napoli. Oh, that's been confirmed. Yeah. Petania. Um, right. So it's a 3-5-2, bro. Cranio and goal. Carboni, Ranocchia and Mari at the back. There's also Marlon who can put in a shift over there. Birindelli, Sensi, Barberis, Pessina and Carlos Augusto and midfield. Along with Gitkier and Caprari up front, most likely Petania will be taking Gitkier's place. But um, do not underestimate Gitkier because he's a fucking do legend not. over there. No. Every time there's a fucking important moment or a goal that needs to be scored, it's always him. One kiss is all it takes. That, that's that's all I'll yeah. say. That's Did you song. say who their manager are? Yes, their manager, their manager is. is Giovanni Stroppa. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And is he the guy that got them he is, he promotion? Is, he is, he is. He's Very the guy good. who took over from Brocchi. Very good. I mean, what else is there left to say about Monza? You know, they, they've, they've got the, the two main men in Galliani and Berlusconi. Out, and Berlusconi. And they've invested significant, significant amounts. Well, significant amounts. They've spent 21.4 million for a total market value of arrivals of 80.3 million. So they've really outdone themselves with the business. Okay, a lot of loans here and there, but I do believe that Monza are on the brink of becoming a staple Serie A team if everything remains the same as this. Yes, for sure. They've shown to be very ambitious, unlike many other teams in Serie A. Where they have them finishing? 15th. I have them in 12th. 12th. I have them in 12th. You this is me it. being a bit romantic as well. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but I have them in 12th and I really hope that happens. Okay, nice. 12th would be extremely wild. I, I, I 
They would, that means they would have some amazing games, which, to be honest, I see happening. If you look at their team, bro, they're simply... They've got the experience. It. Is their team better than Udinese? Is their team better than Bologna? Is their team better than Sampdoria? Are they better than Empoli, Salernitana, Spezia, Cremonese, Lecce? I mean, there are a few teams over there that have been playing together at the highest level for a while. Huh? This like Udinese and Bologna. Team, exactly, those are the ones. Exactly. That, those were the main ones I noticed. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, um, shall we move away? Yep. Lecce or Cremonese next? Choose. Let's do Lecce. Okay. So Lecce will resume with Marco Baroni, who was the man who led them to Serie A. Um, they won Serie B together. Um, they play a 4-3-3 formation. They have lost their best player in Coda, who has gone to Genoa, playing in Serie B. But they have brought in a few interesting pieces. I still think that they're an open construction site right now. A lot of work needs to be done. Do you have any info about who's been brought in? Yes, bro, but I'm afraid there's nothing really to write home about when it comes to that chess signing. So they have Di Francesco from Spal for 500k which is a decent signing. They've got Samek from Slavia Prague. He's a defensive midfielder, 18 years old, for 2 million. Um, Lamkek Banda, he's a right winger from Petach Tikva for 1.8 million. Um, Persson, he's a Swedish center forward. Um, they signed him from Roma's under 19s for 800k. Um, Baschirotto, he's an Italian right back, 25 years old from Ascoli. They loaned in a guy from CSK. Moscow is a central midfielder. His name is Bistrovic. You know, they got Falcone, the goalkeeper that was with Sampdoria. He's quite good. He's good, yeah. Askelson is quite good from Sampdoria as well. Um, Chetin from Verona on loan. Um, Colombo on loan from Milan. Frabotta on loan from Juve. A lot of loanies, but nothing yeah. really significant. <clears throat> nothing to write home about. Bits and pieces. They'll be lining up with Falcone in goal. Falcone is good. I yes. Like Calabrese, Tuya, Dermaku and Frabotta at the back. I mean, Tuya has a bit of Serie experience. Frabotta as a Juve player. Calabrese as well has been in Serie Dermaku I don't know much about. Helgasen, Hulmund and Blin are the midfield three. And then Strefezza, Di Francesco and most likely Colombo up front. But there's also Cisse. Okay. Okay. So uh, again, a team that's not great, <laughs> to last. be honest with you. Last, last, I would say one one before the last. Okay. In fact, so of nineteenth and twentieth, so we can move on to Cremonese, right? Yep. Right into Cremonese. Who is their manager? So Cremonese are lining up. So okay, their manager is Massimiliano Alvini. He was managing Perugia last year. The man who led Cremonese to Serie A is actually um, Fabio Pecchia. Okay. okay. Now, once again, another open construction site. They play 3-5-2. Um, do you want to go for it, bro? They finished second in Serie B last year. They signed a gentleman named Pickle. He's a defensive midfielder, 25 years old. They signed him from Famalcao. He is... Well, the team is from Portugal. He is half from what it seems to be Switzerland and the Republic of Congo. That's a um, combination. They've signed um, Aiwu from Rapid Vienna for 3.5 million. He's a 21-year-old Austrian centre-back. Qualiata, he's a left-back from Heracles Almelo for 2 million. He's 22 years old. 
Saju from Milan, it's quite a good signing, 850k. Yeah, that's a good signing. Milanese from Roma for 750k. There's a loan fee on Johan Vasquez, who they signed from Genoa. And they paid 500k That's for a that. good signing, actually. Johan Vasquez. Yes, Decent Vasquez one. was amazing at Genoa, in my opinion. Decent one. This is where it gets bad. Vlad Kirikas. <laughs> 32-year-old centre-back from Sassuolo. Putting jokes aside. Unlike the other guys, this guy has Serie A experience, which is obviously key. Um, otherwise, other than that, there's nothing really to write home about, except for Okereke. Mm-hmm. Okereke is a good signing, um, undisclosed fee from Club Bruges, and Radu is a terrible loan from Inter. <laughs> no, hopefully Radu can really recover a man from what happened to him that must be so tough no, jokes aside I, I, I hope so you see so yeah. many people struggling from like one 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 moment one mistake one literal moment in an entire lifetime just one second and that's what probably kills him yes. the fact that it was one second but dude chin up Cremonese it was one second you know that I mean? fucked an entire season eh? mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Radwin goal, Bianchetti, Vasquez and Kyriakas at the back made in Serie A. Of course, a lot of Serie A experience over there, but Kyriakas is not quite good enough. There's Gilione, another Serie A player, Valzania, Castagnetti, Ascacibar and Valeri in the midfield. Like, who the fuck are these guys? I've been to Ascacibar before. You've been there before, yeah. Ascacibar? Mm-hmm. How is it? Really good, nice good food, you know? Okay, Reke up front with Chofani. They also, as you mentioned, have uh, Tsajrut. Now, Tsajrut actually scored a fantastic goal in the Coppa Italia last week. Mm, okay. But yeah, um, I can't see this team surviving. No, not at all. Not at all. I, you know, I said 19th, you say last. Yeah. I think. That's There's a reason. Much it. Who is... So, we've, we've covered... Let's go through our tables together. Okay. So... My table is Inter in first place, followed by Milan, Juve and Roma to form the top four, followed by Napoli and Fiorentina getting Europe and Atalanta just getting Conference League, followed by Lazio who miss out, followed by Sassuolo and Verona to form the top ten. The rest are Torino, Monza, Udinese, Bologna, Sampdoria, Empoli, Salernitana, Spezia, Cremonese, Lecce in that order yourself so i've got the very hopeful uh, prediction of milan winning the league of course um, i've already explained it um inter in second roma in third and juve in fourth okay. i've got napoli and lazio occupying those europa league spots and fiorentina once again qualifying for the conference league in seventh followed by atalanta who just miss out sassuolo torino and those are my top 10 udinese hellas bologna empoli and monza and then the bottom five are Sampdoria, Spezia, and Salernitana, Lecce, and Cremonese. Salernitana, Lecce, and Cremonese, of course, facing relegation. Yeah. Let us know who you think's predictions were more accurate. And stay tuned, obviously, for the next episode where we'll be covering the first match day of Serie A. How fucking exciting is that? We'll be uploading. I'll need to find some nice artwork. When it comes to the the bet slip, obviously oh, we can't yes. do any branding of the five or anything yeah. of the sort, but we'll do something serious, spotlight related. I'll, I'll come up with something. And we can for um, sure. So that's gonna be quite exciting. Capo Canoniere. Capo Canoniere. Who's it gonna be for you? 
Victor Ozyman. Victor Ozyman for Capo Canoniere 2022-2023 Serie A. Now it's, it, it's audacious because I didn't even put them in my top four. Mm. But then again, Immobile, like you said, Lazio are eighth as fuck and he stops scoring every season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I think Victor Ozyman, if he stays fit, is unplayable, man. Mm-hmm. It was between him... Chiro and Tammy, in my opinion. Those three. Mine was between... Um, I wouldn't wish to show any disrespect to Chiro because I'm confident in, in what he's capable of. But I had to narrow it down between Tammy and Vlaovic. The reason is... So I wanted to choose a team that I would rank at least in the top four to become top scorer. Mm-hmm. I know that isn't always the case. We've had the season of... Piontek, we've had last season, it was a mobilist, he wasn't in the top four. Um, but I would say Vlahovic, even though he didn't end up being an essential target man for Juve and rather someone they played off, I think with the supply that he's going to be getting this time round and the amount of penalties that Juve get and he has an entire season to take them, I think Vlahovic will be the top scorer. Second, and very close to him, will be Tammy Abraham. Same argument about the penalties. Mourinho's teams do get a few penalties here and there. And he does have some fantastic supply around him as well with Dybala. Um, but yeah, I would say I wouldn't say that Milan have a striker that can get no, um, top no, scorer. No, no. And Inter have Lautaro, who always scores many goals. They have Lukaku re-entering the season. But I don't think Lukaku's season will be as smooth as it was the first time round. It will wait and yeah. see. I don't know. I think he'll... He'll have a lot of pressure on He'll put a lot of pressure on himself. Now, if things start off well for Lukaku, he'll go flying. If things don't, he'll struggle. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Guys, we literally forgot to post if you guys have any questions for us. But anyway, this podcast is long enough as is. I'm going to take ages editing it now, trying to remove the fireworks. So I hope you guys can yes. listen to it with your headphones and your car. Hopefully, you're, you're wondering to yourself, what the hell are these guys talking about fireworks? I don't hear anything. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Best case you think scenario. we're not like... So we spent five minutes complaining for nothing. Yes. Don't forget, guys, we're on TikTok and Instagram. We're going to be introducing a bit of video over there as well. Um, don't forget to follow us over there, engage with us, and give us a nice little rating on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. If we're asking for too much, unfollow us and rate us one star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys, and we'll see you this weekend for the first fixture of Serie A 2020. <laughs> Let's go!